0: With the
1: Stop it there (laughs) (laughs) That went for like Three minutes I was going to keep going To try and prank you But um You weren't laughing at it And it Probably got boring For everyone listening
2: Oh, it wasn't funny It was just bad
1: Hey mate Don't start it like that How long does
2: something Like that take To make
1: Oh it took me About two years (laughs) Nah it doesn't take long at all Um You just chuck That's on Garage Garage band And you just um you just push a lot of buttons. Okay, but the Aussies with stories bit was a nice touch, wasn't it? You can play that at a bush doof and, and not be out of place.
2: I was trying to figure out what was being said. Was that so? That was your voice. The yeah,
1: voice. Was a, with the monster. You didn't tone.
2: find a sample of
1: Aussies with stories. <laughs> well, that's funny that you say sample. That leads me into my first question. Uh, You're from Adelaide. Now that's my
2: yeah. question.
1: <laughs> You're from Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you've been in Melbourne for how long now, a year?
2: More Um, over two years just Oh Start of, (laughs) start of 2019
1: Alright, so what I'm interested in, because I've got a funny relationship with Adelaide Where every time I go there
2: You fuck up I
1: fuck up my whole life Yep So, there's a devil on the place, isn't there?
2: Um uh, nah, I think you just fuck up <laughs> when does I think I should just stop going on
1: footy trips Yeah,
2: I think everyone fucks up when they go to Adelaide Because you do it and you don't get in trouble Because there's nothing else to do, you
1: might as well fuck up Absolutely So, um, what, what is the biggest difference from Adelaide to Melbourne?
2: Um, I mean it sounds simple but probably just size in yep. every way
1: So what was it like growing up? And, and whereabouts in relation to the city, if you call it, which is the size of Brunswick Street here? Yeah. What, whereabouts were you located growing up?
2: Um, I was west of the city, so I'm like the coast. I grew up in Port Adelaide. And oh well, we, I was, when I was born, we were in Glenelg, which is like further south on the beach, but it's all western suburbs. And then when I was like 18 months old, we moved into the Port Adelaide house, the bank. So I grew up there.
1: And Glenelg's the same... It's spelt the same way backwards.
2: It is. That's, that's, that is the best fact about Glenelg. Like <laughs> no
1: way. It's got a beautiful beach.
2: Yeah. No, the beach is a good... That's a good part about good Adelaide. Good pubs? Yeah, we're well, at right, pubs. But that's, yeah, that's the best part about Adelaide is you don't have to travel for 40 minutes to to the beach.
1: Yeah. So um, we spoke about this before. Yeah. To, 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 to talk about Adelaide, what's your earliest childhood memory?
2: Um... Yeah, I was thinking about this and I have a really bad memory. So, just we'll just do it for the purposes of this chat. I always remember growing up. So, like, we moved when I was 18 months old. So, I remember nothing of the first thing. Yeah. Like, whenever the other kids talk about because I'm the youngest. And, like, we watch home videos. So it's like I don't remember anything. But then I always remember when I was young, always being with Albert, like my brother. We yep. always were just together playing and what well, in the backyard and stuff. But there's one memory which is actually makes sense. It's a bit of a Freudian thing. Is that I remember like this one thing, like a few times that when I screwed up, and particularly with mum, there was one when I was pretty young, and I think we were like playing with a ball inside, and it was like very typical. I would just like broke like a vase or something. Yeah, and there was like I was standing by like the living room fridge. And she's just, like, come out and seen what I've broken or something. And she's just, like, I think, she, I think she did the, like, did you do it? And I was kind of, like, dancing around it. And she's, like, if you do something like this, you have to. And so I was, like, said, sorry. But I always remember that and um, that might have been the earliest one, but, like, broke some of her perfume. I like, whenever I made mistakes, I always, I hated it so much. It was, like, such a thing for me. I just, it was nothing worse than having mum or dad or really anyone significant. Be like, you've made a mistake, or like, yeah, like you've been, like you've you've disappointed me.
1: So that you reckon you track that back to a trait that's just deeply embedded into you today. Um, Is it still there? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) And it's all from breaking that. No, Uh, no, I don't think it's all from
2: one thing. But like, it's I don't know. It's always been something. And Mum's said like I talk about it now. She's like, you always like you hated it. You hated getting in trouble. Yeah to the point where she was like, she like had to tell me off if I did something wrong, but she knew how much I would think about it. Yeah. So she'd be like, all right.
1: just fucking stop sucking, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> compared that. to like
2: Albert would always screw up and he just didn't care. Like, yeah. oh well, like there's a period where he just didn't care. Like he's very, um, yeah. It's the difference between us two. He's very much just who he is. So and you were
1: easy to discipline.
2: Yeah. I was very, yeah. And yeah. like, even with like teachers and that, like that as well. Like yeah. if I cared about what you thought, that I really didn't like. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, when you said it's very Freudian, I yeah. thought you were going to go the other way and say you were attracted to your mum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Well, we, if we... If oh. talk, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, she's all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've come
2: to realise I'm like a textbook. um You're probably the same, actually. Just textbook fucking yeah. mummy's boy. Yeah. And it just like... I look at my mum as, like, the best person ever. So uh, I'm trying to figure out how much of that is reality versus just, like, whatever that is.
1: Yeah, well, my mum listens and she's probably going, that's not fucking Riley at all. Yeah. Because we clash heads. Yeah, right. We're the same. We're the same. So isn't it funny, though, as parents, that your mum would have just said a a sentence to a little kid Mm. and then now fucking, yeah, 20 20 years later, you're talking about how it's deeply embedded into... Who you are today?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was actually talking to my psych about this like a while ago, and just kind of talking about how I've like these standards of stuff, and it's annoying. And she was like, she was said she was similar. She's always tried to do really good at things, and she says in her therapy she took it back to like when she was like eight. She got like in a class competition, she got second and brought it home. She was really excited. Mm and, like, she had great parents in that, but her dad made, like, a... And it was very lateral to me because it was, like, all of our dads, like, all the Dysons. It's very much, like, a smart-ass environment. Yeah. And her dad just did, like, a tongue-in-cheek. Well, who got first? (laughs) And apparently that just, like... It's, like, she reckons she traces that one specific moment to now she's, like... She's very much, like, a successful person, like, like very too far the other way. Yeah, to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, that's why. I'm, like... It kind of... Worries. I remember listening to your podcast with Mitch. He's like, "Oh, yeah, I can't be that hard." It's just like, "Fuck," why you yeah. say like one sentence. Yeah, like, yeah. especially who we are, we're like um, trying to be funny all the time. you yeah. like, can't joke with some stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, I think as a as a parent, you're just gonna try and fuck up the least, and mm-hmm. you know that whatever you do, you're gonna shape the kid in some way or the other. Yeah. And with like modern psychology, you go in there and they're like, "Well, tell us about your parents." Yeah. yeah and yeah, blame yeah. everything on your parents. Yeah. But then. A good quote is that, uh, if you get to blame for all the bad things, you better blame for all the good things. Then, and yeah, I, I just think fucking get on with it. Who cares? I think, <laughs> that, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no
2: that, that's on the other hand of that. It's like you can have. There's also like the, it's like stereotypical, but you like the main thing is it's just like make it very clear that like you just love. Yeah, like, make it very clear that no matter what, like, and that I always had a, like I had a pretty very sheltered well my whole life yeah but my childhood is like I look back on some stuff and it's like someone it was rough or whatever but like that was the one thing that I always remember my like, whole childhood was like mum and dad specifically were just like constantly telling me how much they loved me and how mm. special I was and stuff yeah and at, at one stage that, like at some stage I think that just translates into like just directly into like esteem and, yeah. and confidence like if you don't have that it's you have to kind of build it yourself which you can do but it's just such a Like it seems like a head start If you're just constantly being told that
1: Yeah for sure And I think if I reckon You know people say like like, And it's true Like love does make sense Because when you love someone It's like well I don't really give a fuck about Anything else Yeah Which can get you into trouble But it is true Like there's no stronger feeling Than love Other than well, Maybe the fucking The closest thing to love is hate Yeah Which is fucking sometimes Closely followed But if you think about all the things we've overcome as society, it's 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 being because of love, and because even if you look at something like race or like anything, you're know, not about to
2: make a overgeneralized statement about so civil re- rights or something. So
1: race is sorted So love. Man. We can tick that off. Yeah, jeez. No, but um, no, it's done. We beat it. No, yeah, but yeah, love's good. That's what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a pretty um yeah, you could probably start a book with that. Love's good. Love's good. Love's alright. Page yeah.
1: one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Yeah, well, with um with our family, for those listening, me and Billy are cousin, so his mum is my dad's sister. Got that got that sorted. Yep. Um, our family is very what do they call it? They call it um uh straight face or psychological term something like that straight face so if, if there's things on YouTube if you want to check it out um, if a baby's you got a baby in the face you got a baby in your face and if you just kept a straight face it'll literally go through every set like every stage of emotion as to be like freaking out as to why is my mum or parent or this person holding me not reacting to my emotions and it'll just fucking completely freak out the baby. It's just like a psychological experiment. Yeah, yeah. So um, with our family, we're very, very laid back. And I think to a point where it's helped us, I guess, thrive and like be active and, oh, what are we doing now? We've got to be doing something. Because it was almost impossible to impress anyone. Mm. Uh, it's definitely, yeah, like, yeah, oh, I'm the, I'm the I same. People tell t- talk to me, I'm just like, I'm sorry, I can't. They probably think that I'm like, what's wrong with him? But I'm just, uh, I'm just.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, I think, like, it was like, my thing with our family is that we don't like, that was, I, it was like actively discouraged that don't try, like, don't try to. Yeah, like, yeah. we don't like people that, that, that was always the thing, like, like, someone came in and it was like, Oh they care too much Yeah It's like they care too much About what we think Yeah You have to just kind of Bring what you are And be happy with that Yeah Because that was always the thing So in a way that's good But
1: But then there's a flip side Of like well this is who I am Mm. Do I have to be This Like Fucking reserved person To fit in Yeah If I'm not Yeah Which we've seen that Like throughout People coming into our family That are like that And They've been accepted too So
2: Yeah 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 I think so another part of that was it's very much an environment when we're always together I always remember growing up because I'm the youngest of the whole generation so there's like 30 of us cousins mm. and all the uncles and it was just constantly the way we communicate is trying to be funny and like just yeah. like pretty much just like borderline bullying to be funny like teasing and stuff that's yeah. just how we communicated so that was like I've realised that now is like when I talk to other people like meeting with whatever it's like other people don't Aren't like that. Yeah. So, I, like the way I am with Albert, like the way we communicate is just constant, just like taking piss them out laugh, of each yeah, other. Yeah. yeah. And just, yeah. And that's another thing is I remember being a kid and like looking at dad. And I also, you were a big one for that. I always looked at you and it's like he's like almost as young as me in this family. And he definitely is like the one of the funny ones. And it was like, I saw, and dad was always like that when we went to the surf club or the pub. He was always like the funny one. And I always looked at it as a kid. I'm like, that's what I want. I want to do that. And that's like, I always, yeah, with you as well. And it's just like, that's something where it's like, as a kid, you identify those people are laughing at him. That's like acceptance. Mm. And it's kind of, and since then it's like, that's a lot of how I get my, who I am (laughs) is just constantly just trying to be funny. Yeah. Which... I mean it's good But but that is definitely The environment of our Extended family Is yeah. just we get to Like get together And it's kind of just Let's just Yeah who's who's funny Yeah
1: Yeah because Speaking about that, that Straight face The instant feedback Is if If you make someone laugh Okay they must like me Yeah And it comes from A desperate need To be yeah, liked yeah, yeah, yeah And what I've noticed Is Whatever environment I'm, I'm in Whether it's Not to blame me on trumpet But like um, a form of intelligence to, to understand the crowd and be like, this is this is how I'm going to make these people laugh. Yeah. Okay. So now I have to be very cautious of who I spend my time with because I'll consciously or subconsciously adapt to make them laugh. Yeah. Okay. And then I can get caught up in that character that I'm playing, and it's this is who I am. I'm like, I don't want to be this person. I'm, yeah. I can't help but want them to be having a good time and like me and think that I'm funny. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I have to be cautious of who I'm around to make sure I'm not selling my soul for a laugh.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I'm like, I've had environments where I'm not comfortable and then I just won't try. So like, if yeah, I, yeah. like when I came here and I started the new like hockey club, I just kind of sat back and did whatever I did and stuff. But I was like very, cause at my old hockey club, i had this one now. Like I had, like I felt like I had an identity of, it was just the mm. same thing as always just trying to make people laugh. Yeah, and for stuff. sure. Yeah. And, so I reckon I'm like that. If I'm in a environment like at uni or something, I'm not going to be constantly taking the piss because I'm yeah. like I'm not exactly sure what the result's going to be mm. or whatever. But like if I'm the big one, you'll be the same. Like when I'm with immediate family, I'm just like that's I'm just who I am. And then like same as like hockey, if I'm with like close mates, it's just like that's who I am and that's all I'm trying to do. But then yeah. if I'm not in a place where I feel super comfortable, I won't try and do that. Mm.
1: Well, do you with so you're 23 now or 22? 22. 22. So with the drinking and being around groups, there, I guess, kind of breaks that, breaks the barrier to yeah. stop, stop being that reserved person and say, like, oh, this is, I don't give a fuck about that yeah. thing holding back. This is me trying to be funny now. How do, how do you handle that with the drinking culture? Um. And do you think you can be funny in a group without drinking?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think... Well, most of the time I'm drinking, I'm with, like, people, like, I'm where I'm comfortable. Yeah, so, and I'm yeah. just drinking and it's fine. But I think I just carry on as I am. Drinking, I'm just kind of... I end up just, like, you get drunk, I just get tired. So, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm just the same person. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. I think I've been told I'm, like, loud drunk. So, I guess it might... Actually, it would probably like accelerate what we're talking about with like the need for esteem. Mm. If you're drinking, it's kind of like that's yeah. More I think about it, it's like if I'm drinking, it's like more like everything's a bit of a performance. Like I'm always looking for if I can make a joke and yeah. it's good and
1: stuff. But it's also the environment that you're drinking at. That's people are here to have fun too. Yeah, yeah, Whereas, yeah. It's yeah, that. you your hockey. It's like yeah. To do that. Yeah, and you're
2: not yeah, you're not doing anything else. You're sitting around talking to people, so yeah. you, and the way you do that when you're drinking is just like being funny and stuff. But yeah, no, I think yeah, that's probably how it works, is when I drink it's probably just more Excellent, I don't want to be more funny, that probably makes me more loud and mm. and stuff. Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> Alright, let's go back to Adelaide. So why Well, first of all, you went to a very fucking Fancy school, high school, yeah. Sure and you're academic, you are—you got a very academic mind. So, would you say that? I would say that. Okay, I'm standing by it too. What was it like going to a highly esteemed school? And you can give them, you can, you can talk there. You can give them a shout out. I'm sure <laughs> they need it.
2: Um, well, it's better. It's better as esteemed, like it's it's Adelaide, so yeah.
1: But it was. Well, you were a tie to school, mate. Yeah, it's a a different laser. to University Tech.
2: What were you, polo and shorts? Yep. Sweet, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. So, yeah, I went there from year four all the way through high school. I think I was talking to mum and and Albert. I think we realised Adelaide's a lot more like people care about where they went to school. Mm. Like if you're... Might have been... Mum and mum's boyfriend, I think they were talking about, like now they're working and like he would go there for a conference and everyone would like sit down, like they're all middle-aged people. And if they're from Adelaide, they'll be like, oh, what school did you go to? Oh, really? Stay in those groups kind of thing. And I think looking back on that, like, because I didn't go to school here, I don't know what it's like. It seems a lot more like no one really cares and it's a bit more like crossed over between schools. But it was a lot like that and it was a lot of... um. And I definitely got caught up in that. Is like going to PAC, there's like a lot of the school pride thing and like it translates into like sport and stuff. Yeah. So, but I had a good, whenever I talk about school as well, like I talk about it with dad or whatever, I had like a good kind of crossover because like I said, we grew up in like the Western suburbs in Port Adelaide, which is like, like the school I went to, Prince Alfred College is in town and it's like as far as Adelaide can be. In terms of like whatever demographic, everyone I went to school with grew up near school, like played footy, like grew up in Burnside, played footy at Sturt, like everyone had the same mates in school, and out of school, like yeah. I, like yeah, so I grew up in Port Adelaide. I, pretty much all my social stuff was like surf club, hockey club, and then I went to school for school. So I had a bit of like a cross section thing. Like I said, I'm very sheltered, but I had that thing you of like to see I grew bo- up
1: both sides of society. Yeah.
2: Not, yeah, because I didn't grow up in like the hood or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty like I was yeah very lucky with my upbringing. But, but as
1: far as going to as far
2: as people in like I felt like I wasn't fully in, and it yeah, was like yeah, in yeah. a good way. I wasn't like I'm not. I felt lucky to have that thing where I'm not constantly in a bubble of the same thirty blokes from the age of ten to fucking eighteen.
1: Yeah, and you had a I guess a point of context to see a rich kid from school and be like, oh, this kid's. A rich kid from school rather than just going, this is just another kid.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that was also from dad had like a very strong thing of like, cause he, he just had a very typical, like first generation, like coming into some like money with his business or whatever. He was very much just like, you going to this good school. I'm like, it's a lot of money, but I want you to do it. And so you're doing it properly. But it was like everything you do it properly. Like that was always a strong message. It was like school. I want you to try and do it so that was always like and I was he made it like aware like I think it was overall a good message for me to have like but it was very much like I didn't get this and like it would have helped me a lot so like you need to it's a bit of a negative way to enforce it it's a bit like guilt or something Mm. but it's still the message of so that was like so that translated, that's part of why I, yeah, I cared a lot about school and stuff.
1: And do you ever feel that pressure get too much? Um,
2: now it's kind of like, I don't know if it's a majority from that or like what I talked about with my first memory, like wanting to always, mm. like I don't like, I don't know, disappointing people, but I, now it's kind of internalised, so it's self-driven and it's bad if I don't. Like, last year I was in lockdown, so I wasn't very good at the study yeah. and very undisciplined, but I still had, like, things where I wanted to be, where I where I know I could be at. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
1: You kind of suited your personality as in you enjoyed school, so that kind of just added to it, rather than you had to become something you're not to please. Yeah, so like, a, yeah, it, yeah I did an...
2: Yeah, I didn't like spend heaps of time on schoolwork in like primary school and I hated it and so I've just gotta please my teacher yeah, like, yeah, my parents. It yeah. was like I kind of get a fair bit of satisfaction out of like doing this well and whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely enjoy but I also have that thing. I think everyone has like a very inherent like just lazy part of them where they just wanna sit down and do nothing. Mm. So I'll do that and I just bad like lately like I, you know you like think about like i'll do like this like you think of things you want to do every day or it's like i want to do like a run or a workout or i want to like meditate every day or something it's like yeah. oh, i want to read my book or and you end up just like sitting and watching youtube for three hours yeah. in the morning or something i, I yeah I, I have that part of so sometimes it's not very makes sense but, yeah yeah but yeah
1: I, I cannot relate any more to that <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think I think everyone I think it's a matter of I think that's the whole discipline thing is everyone has it mm. but it's the people can like focus and get on with it. And I think I'm actually pretty bad at that. But like I kind of want to, but yeah, I I'm not very good at that. But I yeah. think everyone has that where they just kinda of want to sit and do nothing. Yeah. It's pretty bad.
1: And as you get older from as early as you can remember, you're being told what to do and not why to do it. So yeah. constantly teachers, do this work, do this homework, parents, do this, get this job, do that. But then as you get older and you constantly want to rebel to that, but then you get to a point where you realise, oh, going to work and putting in a good hard day's work makes me feel good. Mm. And going, even like say for a good example, which is probably more relatable to most people is, I don't want to go for a run, I don't want to go to gym. I'm gonna go. You do it, and then after it, I'm so glad I did that. And it's and it, you realize you have that intrinsic motivation as you get older. And it's almost like I guess it's a form of wisdom, but you just can't teach someone that. And you've got to go through it and realize, oh, sitting on the couch for three hours is good once I've once I feel like I've earned it. But when I'm sitting on the couch for three hours and being I shouldn't be doing this For the whole three hours It's like Well that was just fucking shit I might as well just Get what I need to do Done But yeah I'm the same I still Have this And I You kind of Your mind's almost like a fucking Wild horse You've just got to like Rear Into the right place And that's what meditation Helps I guess
2: Until you get Like what you're saying Conditioned by society To become Productive yeah, exactly,
1: ex- and, and that's and that's <laughs> what I fucking that's what freaks me out. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> little, watch, yeah. That's what freaks me out because I don't know if that is conditioning me thinking I can't sit here, or that's just the human nature because we wouldn't have progressed to where we are today if that wasn't human nature. Yet maybe society is taking advantage of human nature and being like, okay, you have to work for eight hours a day and be this productive and work towards. Making more money than we did last year to this fucking goal, whatever this fucking goal is, I don't know where we're going <laughs> <laughs> to Mars. <laughs> she just morphed into like a political speech. I
2: don't know where we're going, guys. you <laughs> tapped into something. I think about a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like, the so myth, yeah. I, that's that's my constant thing. It's like, and um, I don't know if I if I have this constant guilt. Because I've been brainwashed by society, family. Which family might have been brainwashed by fucking society too. To you can't, you can't sit there and do nothing. You yeah. have to earn doing nothing first. Yeah. But then, yeah, you, we like we're both into spirituality and all that, and they're like, well, it's, "It's okay doing nothing." It's like, "Well, fuck, doing nothing is not going to pay the bills." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I guess on a practical standpoint, you can't do nothing, um, but.
1: But that's what I'm saying, does it, does it feel bad doing nothing because of human nature or does it feel bad doing nothing because we're being, yeah, subconsciously brainwashed by society and our phones and ads and yeah. everything?
2: Well, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I have like the – it feels like an inherent thing where like every – like I'll be thinking oh, I want to get into that or I want to do this as like something to develop myself or whatever or like just something I want to try or yeah. – but then I'll – so, like, I think that's what I want to do. But then I'll just spend my time poorly and I'll just get, like, angry. Mm. But it's not like – I don't feel mm. the initial thing of wanting to do these new, like, like actually, like, beneficial things, whatever. Like, whether yeah. it's, like, reading more or whatever. That's not – I don't feel – I don't feel like, oh, I'm not reading enough. Like, I don't know. Maybe I should be reading more. It's just like, I want to do that because I – because that's the other thing is I actually enjoy a lot of the things that I want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just get like, distracted by like... That's the other part of it. it is you just get distracted by just shit that yep. we're just learning how to
1: deal with. Yeah. Well, you spoke about meditation mm. and we'll go there. So, what, do you have a meditation practice at the moment?
2: Um, not enough. I'm very um, like sporadic. Like I said, I feel like I think about things I want to do or whatever but... I just do like the I have the Sam Harris app that you have and I just do like the ten minute things on that and it's just like the breathing and mm. kind of just being present and mindfulness and I try and do that. I got through it like it's like a period of months is the best I've done of like consecutive.
1: Yeah.
2: Um but then it started becoming a thing where it was, like, the opposite of what's meant to be. Because I think he had – Sam Harris had that whole thing because he had, like, the counter of consecutive days. And he took that off because he had, like, this realisation that it's not. Yeah, yeah. Because people would just be like, oh, I've did meditation for 2,000 days straight. Yeah, it's yeah. It's exactly what it's not. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, you can tell people, look what I did. <laughs> yeah. But when you're doing it, you're sitting there going, I can't wait for this, 10 minutes is up, yeah. so I can – yeah.
2: No, there's, that's sort of – yeah, it's one of those things that it is similar to, like, when I'm um, – like reading a book or something. Like I won't do it for like a week, and then when I'm doing it, it's like meditation. It's like I just need to do this one. It's so yeah. bad. I actually really get a lot out of it, and I actually really enjoy it.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't know. It's just an, it's an annoying part of it just needs to become that habit thing.
1: Yeah. Well, there's actually uh, I think it's Chinese philosophy where they say don't don't like stick to structures where it's okay. Now I have to do this. Mm. It's you're gonna. No, when you feel like you want to do something and when you want to do it, do it. Yeah. So you sometimes, you, know, I feel like going for a walk. I'm going to go for a walk. I feel like reading a book. Now I'm going to read. I feel like doing this. I'm going to do that. But in Western society, there's no fucking chance to be able to do that. So yeah. I like, yeah. You can easily trick yourself to say, oh no, I feel like I want to watch YouTube. Yeah. I, I feel like an ice cream. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think... I have like this thing on my phone where I've got like seven things that I've written down because I like to do things that when I do them, it's kind of like a flow state. So it's all you're doing. Yep. I think that's like a good way to be. You can do as you can spend as much mm-hmm. time as you can where you're doing something. And it's like reading's a good one for me, like meditating, like exercise, like but mainly just like playing hockey. Like that's always been nothing I've had to worry about. It's like always when I'm doing that, that's all. Like if I'm playing a game of hockey – everything in my mind is just about that game. Yep. I'm not, yeah. And so I try and I have that thing, but that's what I'm saying. Like I've those, like I have this thing of seven things. Like I want to try and do them every day. Cause it's like really good to be yeah. in that focus thing. But then it is really hard to do the focus. Like, like that's the whole thing of meditation. It's like impossibly simple, mm. but so like impossibly hard. Yeah. Cause it's just, um, and it's probably made worse now by everything else. Yeah, but for sure. Where, like, like you said, it's just your brain's constantly working, and it's just that's just how it is. So you need it. And it's actually good to not be like that.
1: Yeah. So why do you want to meditate?
2: Um, well, to try and reach, like, not reach, but like get better at developing that mindfulness stuff. Because that's the Sam Harris thing is he's always just talking about it. it's not like you come here and just do this and like reach this state of 10 minutes of just like, oh, you're peaceful or something. He's just like, this is existence. So like try and reach that yeah. because that's what it is. So, and then, yeah, you also get that stuff that goes along with it. It's like, this is what it is. Like I'm just here and experiencing reality. I don't really have like a self, whatever. And so, and then we, along with that, it's like, oh, well don't worry about this or like, yeah. So other stuff, I just feel like it's a beneficial thing for your headspace to approach life mm. of being like, um, this is just like I'm experiencing phenomena, yeah, and that's literally all there is, yeah. So beyond that, so be comfortable in that space. If you try and do that, because that's the whole thing. It's like the whole meaning thing is like he. I think Sam Harris is like ran about thing is like find <laughs> meaning in the. Um, Just like experiencing things Mm. Because like If you do the Greater meaning thing Then it's just like There's nothing
1: So Yeah Yeah
2: Yeah Yeah. Because we always just do Like what you're saying It's like you find meaning In building a career And a family and stuff And doing that Or whatever you do To do it But
1: Yeah And even if you do The exact same thing As you were doing yesterday Make it your choice to do it Mm. Not you Just I just found myself in this role. I, I hate going to work. Yeah. And then you find a point, oh, no, actually, I actually fucking love going to work. Yeah. Or, yeah, I hate going for a run. No, I actually fucking love going for a run because it makes me feel better afterwards. So that meditation helps that.
2: Yeah, it's very um, perspective-based, I think. Well, yeah. Everything is. But
1: there's actually a good – you
2: like this. Um, I think it was like a, one of Nietzsche's thought experiments and his thing was like if you – I was talking to Albert and his girlfriend about this the other day it's like if you um like look on back on your day today and if you have to if you live forever but all the days to come are the exact same as a repeated yeah. day oh, jesus would That'll you like say say so, so <laughs> like if you do what you did today every day but it's mm. not like you know that you're repeating it it's just what you are like does that thought terrify you or are you like oh, i can probably do that his yeah. thing is like if it terrifies you, then you need to like think about things a bit more. Like you need to maybe change something. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people just like kind of just wander through, and I always find I'm kind of always thinking about this stuff, and it just gets distracting. Yeah, but like I don't know, it's, it just seems like something to
1: interrogate often. Yeah, for sure, and it's not. it Doesn't make things easier. If anything, mean, I it makes things harder. But once you have that thought. You can't fucking You can't close that box Or that can of worms It's been opened But It's The truth And it's your life to live So you just gotta fucking Live it Yeah But it's fucking scary Because The more So the whole thing with like I guess Enlightenment Or awakening Fucking All those words That have been completely tarnished By cunts that just Fucking Grow dreads and Fuck this sister (laughs) No, nah, they're odd. Um, Dreads are. Yeah the, yeah, the whole thing is people People look at it like, oh, that that is like this great pursuit. Um, mm. It must be so peaceful and life must be so good and how nice is it? But once, you, like I said, once you open that, once you're awake, you can't close your eyes again. And turning more decisions from your... I guess subconscious or unconscious, whatever, to conscious. It just makes you more accountable for everything you're doing. Mm. And that's in tied with trying to be present when you're conscious when you're constantly conscious of the decisions you're gonna make mm. and you're sitting here going, Okay, like I'm talking to you and I'm drinking wine. Is this wine good for my health? Is this gonna help my meditation tomorrow morning? It's like, oh no, fuck, just be present. And then it's like, it's actually really, really difficult and you just want to surrender to go, all right. And I guess that's why people find faith or um, certain things or they say, by the time you get to 30, your personality is done. And it's probably done because people are like, I'm fucking sick of trying to grow or be different. This is who I am, that's it. This is easier and that's done. And then, yeah, from 30 to 80, they go like that and you're fucking dead. So... (laughs) it does make things harder and I think, yeah, this um, mindfulness gets such a, I guess, a good rap for a good reason because it is great and you want to live every moment of your life but for sure it's not it's not easier than, I guess, just going through life and I don't even want to say work and not the five because there's nothing wrong with that but, but getting – getting through the week and then enjoying the weekend and then getting through the next week. Like that is actually easier than the alternative. Mm, yeah. But it's just, it's just not better.
2: Yeah. I think that's part of the thing is, and you've talked to me about this, don't approach like the meditation thing. is like, oh, everyone, because everyone is bad at it. But like you go, oh, look, I'm, like I'm really struggling with it. It's just like that's part of the thing is you need to mm. let go of. That's why it's got no positive or negative connotations. It's literally that's the whole point of it. Exactly. You just like you just being. Yeah. There's nothing else because
1: people see a picture of this blissful being sitting on a lotus flower, looking gorgeous, and they're meditating. Like, why is it? Why is when I meditate, I sit down and it's fucking horrible? It's because you're taming this wild beast that you've let run wild on Instagram and every single like particle of society. You're trying to grab. Like slapping this horse on the ass to make it run, and now you are sitting down with it to go. All right, I am trying to tame you now, and sometimes you just could have to accept that I am um, taming this wild horse that's running, and all I can do is just slow it down a little bit. But that's better than just letting it go. Yeah, and what what I do at the moment, and it's actually it's it's fucking fascinating because I do in, in my morning I do a um the Wim Hof, which is. 30 second breaths and on the out breath you hold your breath and I used to think it was um intertwined with my fitness as far as how I could hold my breath and if I was fit I could hold my breath longer but I found if i let my mind go and I'd been on my phone too long or if I haven't done it in consecutive days um I would sit down and 40 seconds into holding my breath I would start panicking mm. because my mind is like racing and right. using all this energy throughout my body and now I can use that and I do it every morning as well as this other one which is I guess more about just like training the mind and um it's I hate it I I, I hate it and love it because I know how good it feels afterwards but I sit down and um it gives me the awareness because I'll sometimes hold my breath for two minutes and be oh, that was easy. I must be in a good place. And other times I think I'm in a good place and, I'll yeah, I'll get the 40 seconds and be, fuck. And I'll go, okay, I just need to tame this beast. And you do a few rounds of it and you get it back. It's like, okay, I'm back now. Yeah. Same thing with cold showers. So, yeah, meditation is – it's not always blissful. It is if you do it consecutively and you find yourself in, okay, I can get into that meditative state because my – I've trained my mind to know when I sit down in this position or yeah when I listen to this music I just go there straight away and I and I love it but sometimes that takes it's almost like an algorithm in your head that has all this information and you want it to to yeah be trained and sometimes it might take 6 weeks to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's what I'm talking about with the like stuff every day that I want to do to be present is it's like meditation just seems like the most extreme manifestation of that Mm. being present. So I always want to try and be doing stuff like even talking, having a conversation, like Mm. if I'm talking to you and it's like, I want to be able to just do that because it always seems like it's more likely that something's, even if it's not actually more important, it seems more meaningful that I can have a conversation with you and that's all I'm doing. I feel like I'll get more out of that than if I'm sitting here having a conversation, you I'm thinking about, I've got to do this tomorrow or yeah. like, oh, I'm like worrying about long-term things. or something. Yeah. Cause that's the whole meditation thing is everyone sits down the door and they start thinking about, oh, I've got to go to shops tomorrow. I've got to do like, you just start planning out your day. Cause that's just what it is. Yeah. But if you can, even if meditation is like just the hardest way to do it, cause it is simply just being present with doing yeah. nothing. But if you work on doing that with just everything you're doing, if you can be present in everything you're doing, that's like yeah. the end thing. I think that's Sam Harris's whole thing is like, Carry what we're doing into here, into everything.
1: Yeah, and for and like when you start or people that do it sporadically, you sit down and you're like, "Fuck, this is difficult." Because you sit and watching all your thoughts just go mental. And when you pull it back and you're like, "Oh shit," for the last three minutes, I, I just got lost in a train of thought. I'm, I'm meant to be doing this. Yeah. You got to celebrate that because it's like, okay, that was like a rep. Yeah, yeah, that was a good thing that I brought it back. It's like, okay, that's good. Yeah. So all those thoughts that you're now watching and get lost in, they're still going even throughout life. Yeah. So if you can train yourself to pull back to the moment through meditation, then that's going to happen for that whole day. And last year, throughout lockdown, I haven't told many people this because it was so fucking weird. But I had a, um, I did this like the weird challenge that I just made up myself. I did a 24 hour fast where every, I would meditate for, Every thirty minutes, and then for the other thirty minutes, I would do like I I wrote like a challenge where it would be like thirty minutes on the bike or thirty minutes of trying to write a story. So I did that for twenty four hours. So I was awake for twenty four hours, and I real and I, When did like, you start? What time of the day? Um, I think I did it from like maybe four to four or something. Four PM or AM? Twenty four hours, so four AM to four AM.
2: Well, it could have been four PM. What do you mean?
1: Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> No nah, fuck, I didn't even know. I can't remember, but it was the worst thing ever. And that, and I, it was worse than the best because I would meditate for half an hour.
2: So you didn't eat or sleep for twenty four hours. Didn't eat or sleep every or half an hour. You look at my phone. And the time you weren't meditating, you were doing a challenge. Exactly.
1: And what I realised is, say if I was on the bike for half an hour, that was meditation too. Right. Because I wasn't on my phone. I had twenty four hours with nothing else, no food or even like going back to the Wim Hof thing, when I, if I've eaten too much, like I can't hold my breath for fucking long at all. Mm. Whereas like throughout that lockdown, when I was getting stoned and fucking eating 4,000 calories at night, I would meditate. I mean, I would fast for most of the next day. And when I feel light, like it's just, my mind is, I don't know, I don't know what the science is behind it, but it's just so much more easily tameable. But yeah, when I did this fucking challenge, um, I realised that all of life is meditation. So another, I had like a 30-minute walk or something, and I thought – then when I, when I sat down to meditate, I'm like, I fucking – I can't sit down. Like <laughs> I've been doing this the whole time. So, yeah. Yeah, you can find mindfulness in anything, and that's why people get addicted to going for runs or yeah, going to footy training, hockey training or gym or – because – it becomes a form of meditation. Yeah, but Watching it's even, a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's putting your phone away. Meditation
2: is everything. Is meditation? That's the second page of your book. Of mm. Love is good. Love is good.
1: Page. Meditation is also good. <laughs> and everything. That's a self-help book. Six ninety nine on your, on your Kindle. <laughs> You're like an awkward photo on the back of you in like yeah. a suit. <laughs> Scientology also not bad. <laughs> I watched the Scientology doco that Louis threw. Yeah, one. just fascinating.
2: It's good, isn't it? That? Is yeah. that scene. Um, I remember the scene where he's like, because they keep filming everything because he's filming. Yeah, There's that scene of like ten minutes where he just gets out his phone. and like, "Do you mind if I film?" Yeah. He's like filming the camera.
1: He's got a good sense of humor, doesn't he?
2: He's re- he's really good at it because he kind of just like he's got a good sense of humor. Where he's just like being serious, but he's just inherently funny. Yeah, like yeah. just the way. It's Same as like. Um, like Lana Woodley, like Frank Woodley, he's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But he's, um, yeah, that's a good one. It's pretty weird.
1: I think uh, I watched a fair few of them and that one, I reckon he tried a bit, it was obviously bigger budget. Yeah. Cause like it was a, a movie, movie. Yeah. but, um, yeah, he tried a little bit too hard mm. and he obviously has a method where he would just stop and stare at someone. Yeah. And they get uncomfortable. So they talk and, um, then they would just cut out the little bit of silence where he's just staring at him. Yeah, and there was one point where I was looking, and I just thought, if he did that to me, I'd just be like, "What the fuck, are you looking at?" Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah I guess because that's the whole thing with
2: him is he does like he does like he the he has his own show where he does like really full on stuff about yeah. neo nazis and that because so he's like the way. He, works it is like he's so not intimidating and yeah so and innocent yeah so everyone's just kind of just talks to him yeah just, but yeah he's good we i think mum and i went to like it was before lockdown it was like the first year i was in melbourne we went to like his yeah, live i remember
1: that i wasn't into him then i was yeah,
2: yeah that was pretty good but yeah I, you can tell he's now he's like um got he kind not you can tell he's got this like thing where he has a persona of who he is, so he kind of plays into it. But yeah, that's inevitable, I guess.
1: He's maybe becoming a bit of a lefty. <sighs> we don't like them, do we? No. <laughs> Not us, Dysons. Oh yeah, f- good old-fashioned liberals. But yeah, he he has one from I think his first series was um, Weird Weekends or Yeah, like yeah, weekend. yeah. and um, he had one where he went to India, mm. and I just found that so fascinating because my. Because you're spiritual Well my My whole life Is being A A Fucking Australian boy From a Conservative family Who Is Wants to Fit in With his family With the footy club With his mates But also Fucking gets depressed So Looks towards Spirituality To find enlightenment And constantly goes Why the fuck am I alive (laughs) So then I bridge this gap between who are these people in this spirituality that like drinking the Kool Aid that are taking advantage and are actually just fucking um, scam artists or just fucking loonies and people who know what's going on but are pursuing that. Mm. So that was a, a lot of like trying to work out, all right, who, who, like where does this, where's that line between being a, I guess, a, wouldn't say normal person cuz fucking normals who fucking knows what normal <laughs> is but um being someone that's making conscious decisions and being someone that's just oh this place just had too much acid <laughs> <laughs> or had a had a something like really traumatic happen to him and he's just kind of just thought fuck it I'm going over here to doing this cult right so kind of the balance between yeah pursuing um enlightenment In I'm not going to do it in this life But And Just running away from reality Right Yeah And that's what my novel's about (laughs) Yeah (laughs) So
2: Yeah Yeah
1: Or do you find that Do you ever find yourself being like Okay what What's Like Is this Is this legit Or am I just buying this Sam Harris app
2: What do you mean? What's legit?
1: Well, certain, buying $120 cacao powder to align your fucking root chakra. I am not. And how much is that actually going to help? And is this real? Is, because honestly, I just believe that everything, everything is as good as the story is. Right. So, there's Reality, but then there's also this brain that will just... This is all just a manifestation of, yeah, our brain's imagination, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And how much you believe in something is also... That is going to be the truth. So if you have a flicker of doubt, it's it's not going to... It's going to play out. Like, some people can't get hypnotised because they don't believe in right hypnotism. Some people believe in it so they will get hypnotised. Same as... When you go and see this Chinese medicine that um, Or people that do like Sound healing If you 100% believe it's true Your body Your brain is going to go Yep yeah, that's true And your legs are going to get fixed yeah. If you have a flicker of doubt It's not going to get fixed So there's this fine line of Like I feel like I'm too sceptical To Dive into a faith Yet It would make it So I'm just like stuck in between So you're talking like
2: Fundamentally like a balance between like realists And mm. yeah So like the Doing the philosophical thing Of yeah. like there's the realists So like Like empiricists or whatever They're just looking at Like this is a table I'm Everything in my reality That's all it is So the world's the world I'm yeah. in reality
1: And the world's just a story What do you mean by like, that? This table is a table Because we said it was a table Oh yeah Well then we yeah. get into semantics
2: Yeah <laughs> But, so, go, like, realist is, this is what it is. Like, I'm in your house. That's what it is. And then idealist is the other way. is like, I can look at that. I can look at that clock and you look at it and it's different things and maybe there is multiple realities or something. And then the one I like is Kant, my man Emmanuel Kant from Germany, is that he kind of just split in the middle. He's like... um. Transcendental idealism Where he's like There might be a world That is the reality But all I can possibly see Is what I see So He's much I'm more inclined to think that It's much more ideal Than real In terms of I think lots of I think our realities Are constructed pretty much A lot of the time By mm-hmm. who we are And whatever Whether it's social Or However it's constructed Is That's what it is Instead of but So he kind of cornered off There's like he called it the noumena is the world as it is, but all we can possibly see is the phenomena of what we experience. And it's like fundamentally ordered by our conceptions of space and time. Because like you think about, it, I can't, that's the basic thing is like, I can't think of this reality outside of space and time it doesn't make any sense. Yep. So I don't know. That was just a little sidebar. But yeah. I, I think my general inclination is that realities. Definitely socially, but like even like fundamental how we see things are much more ideal in terms of they're much more subjective than yeah. what. Well, we day to day everyone functions like a realist because it's impossible to like cross a road of it's like oh is this real yeah, but yeah yeah like I think lots of conceptual ideas or complex stuff it's everyone's kind of it's very hard to match up things. I think
0: yeah,
2: like how you look at a. Political system and how I do It's just I don't know
1: Yeah I guess there is laws that you, Like laws of physics I guess That you can't Like Get around Whereas like I, I believe that If I put my hand out, I'm going to stop this car yeah. I guess that's what the whole fucking matrix is about <laughs> <laughs> But If I 100% believe That chocolate is good for me And I 100% You can't tell me any different I know that it's good for me I reckon my body, when I eat it, will not have the same effect as someone who thinks chocolate is bad for them. And that's what I mean about being a sceptic. Placebo thing. Yeah, placebo is real. Like I went into all this when I broke my leg with um, Joe Dispenza and he does uh, these deep meditations where you almost um, refigure down to the atom and you go deep and like... I healed my leg quicker than like pe- like people don't get it. Like oh, so you
2: what you what you healed your leg faster than yeah. you normally would. And
1: then he's he's used it to like literally some people that do believe it have like like beat like cancer and tumors and. Stuff well, like is that. Is this
2: not like the same thing as that guy that like swims in ice-cold water or something? Well, that's Wim
1: half. That's Wim half. so it's different. Uh, but that is that. That's the power of the mind. So what I'm saying is that if your mind is manifesting all of this and you can actually, I guess, that's what I mean. There's such a fine line between losing your mind and becoming like this cunt's fucking off his head to, oh, nah. Like he's a fucking alchemist.
2: Yeah, but then you can get into the other rabbit hole of... What clarifies Is losing your mind
1: Exactly And I think You have to lose your mind To be able to To be able to look at it Right Which is Psychedelics is good Now I sound like a fucking <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I shouldn't bring them up Because the, it's going to lose Every that, credibility Of what I'm saying
2: That's the Meditation thing I think Because it's just examining It's kind of just Getting used to Your mind And, and understanding What you can control And what you can't control mm. And learning to deal with that reality. Cause like I said, it, that's, that's why I like the can't thing. Cause he's like, suppose there is a reality and that's the whole skeptic thing is like the philosophical thing they say is it's like, well, we can't prove cause you're only experiencing what you experience. You can't prove that this is reality and we're not in a simulation or something. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, well, okay. Reality is over there. And then this is what we experience. So there's two things, but we only have access to this. And, that's, like, the more you can be present and understand this, I feel like the better you are off, like, understanding that reality is just better for you pretty much in every way. Yeah. Because, like, you'd rather know what it is and, like, you're going to spend the same amount of time here anyway, so know what you're dealing with instead of being distracted, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a big thing It's like, I think I went through this thing where I started saying um, everyone that's not depressed is distracted because yeah. that's like a big because you get into like the people like Nietzsche or something you know, like super tortured people that are just mm. like saying life's meaningless because it kind of it is but like yeah like Jordan he, Peterson yeah he, yeah he's yeah he's just on the benzos so he's feeling <laughs> – <mean. laughs> but like if you can't in whatever way you have to find meaning. Um, then it, it's kind of you're reflecting upon, like, it is pretty miserable. um, Yeah, I don't know what I was saying.
1: Yeah, me either. Anyway. <laughs> no, it does get, that's what I mean, like, these thoughts and these thought patterns, they they do sometimes, it's like rolling a dice and sometimes you land on depression because what you are finding out is reality and it's like, well, oh, that's, that's depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And then there's whole thing of like everything is nothing or, I mean, nothing means anything and also,
2: what was it again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's love is good and, and everything is meditation. That's the two chapters we've got. Yeah. Now, that's what I'm saying. The, yeah.
1: No, um, everything means nothing. Yeah. And everything means nothing. So it's also good and the bad the audio book. Yeah. <laughs> that one I'll convey on the fucking third page. Yeah, okay. But it's also, you can look at it one way, you go, well, what's the point? Or you can look at it the other way and go, well, I might as well fucking take it on. I might as well have fun with it.
2: Yeah. And well, it doesn't I doesn't mean
1: anything. Yeah, that's what I mean by the distraction thing. I, so, I, don't know, I guess that's just existentialism.
2: Mm, I think some people can... Like, if you... Like, that's what I'm saying, that everyone's distracted. Like, if you can get distracted by, like, your job or career or, like, your family, that's, like, good. Because, like, that's mm. what... but. What if it's not conscious? Yeah, well, that's what. Yeah, I think that's the whole. I sympathise with the Sam Harris thing. Is it's like if you can become present and like that has kind of like a meaning along with it because it's just like I don't know. It's like because if you get too far into the theoretical meaning stuff, it's you're going to come up with nothing because there is nothing. Mm. Unless you turn to like there's God or there's something after. Yeah, but like we're here, so. Seems like we're here, so let's like do the present thing because it's just kind of like it's the best way to,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Like I fucking sound like I don't, but I I love. Well, I have a love hate relationship with it, but I love life. Yeah, and I think having that thought where it's oh this in yeah hundred we have this weird ego thing where we want to leave a legacy, and when we die in a hundred years, people are gonna go. Well, maybe I do anyway. Um, oh, remember Riley Dyson? Geez, he was fascinating. But even the most famous people, you ask a 15-year-old today, they'll be like, oh, I don't know, fucking Genghis Khan is." So it's also that thing where it's like, well, no one's going to remember what I do in, yeah. And in blink of an eye, I'm just going to be dust. This house will be someone else's, life will go on. So why should I live any day where I don't want to? Yeah. Or why should I do anything I don't want to? But then you also have to make sacrifices to get to goals that you want.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think that's the whole, like, um, like common theme in everything. It was like, that's our curse or whatever as humans is that we uh, have that capacity to think about that things where everything, every other animal or being is kind of just, just being. Yeah. So.
1: What do you think all animals are?
2: We're going to get into Animal ethics Um I don't know I think there's a scale Isn't there Yeah I think dolphins know What's going on
1: <laughs> I honestly have this theory but I barely know What's going on I honestly have this theory of aliens come Yeah Which they may have already Inside scoop For the, for the listeners <laughs> Um And we think we're running We think we're Like Earth is ours Okay Aliens might come and go Oh Dolphins are on this place This is the dolphin planet And speak to the dolphins Oh
2: shit Oh right I thought (laughs) First instinct I thought they were just calling us dolphins For no reason But you're talking about the actual dolphins
1: Well I just think Maybe dolphins are controlling everything
2: Right Okay It's like that Rick and Morty episode Where there's that Ultimate reality And the snakes are in charge Yeah
1: Or that Simpsons episode Where the dolphins take over Oh Yeah
2: that's That's Good episode. Yeah, okay.
1: They kill Lenny. <laughs> there's,
2: <laughs> there's, um, do you know that? Oh, what's his name? The guy that goes on Rogan all the time, wears a suit. He's, oh, Lex Friedman. Yeah, I, think. I love him. I think he's, because he's big. I think he's big. We're just
1: token white boys. Because
2: huh? <laughs> 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 I think he's, I might be thinking of someone else. I swear, does he just like
1: the simulation theory and stuff? Um. Well, he's he's into building robots. I don't know about the simulation theory. Though. I
2: might be thinking about someone else because I got. Oh, I think of someone else. Oh no, it is. It's Bostrom. His surname's Bostrom. Nick Bostrom, maybe. All right. And he's like, so he's got this. I bought his book. It's like he's simulation theory, and this is good. you <laughs> So there's like three options. Yeah. Okay, and I might be. Oh, I don't know because it is about artificial intelligence, but it. Relates to simulation theory of like, yeah. Simulation. No, it doesn't sound like
1: doesn't sound like Lex.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, good mate of mine, Lex. <laughs> um, i have just got to think about it, right? So there's either okay. So there's three options for the future in terms of. Uh, we're live, you know. <laughs> I should have prepared. Artificial intelligence is that we're going to get to a stage where we can create simulations. Yeah. Okay. And we choose not to do it.
1: Well, we're, we kind of already are Yeah, okay We'll just
2: Virtual reality porn
1: <laughs> oh, That would be great <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not buying a virtual reality Like Goggles Purely out of the fact That there's no more reason Yeah, you just Wait three hours of that yeah. <laughs> Three hours, yeah At least three times Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna slow down <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, sorry. Go on with your bloody bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so the one option is that we get to the stage,
2: which we're pretty, I think we're, I don't know, I don't I'm not science, but there's a, like, we get to a stage where we can create simulations um, with artificial intelligence, whatever the science is. Or we, um, we, like, there's a catastrophe, so we get wiped out before we get to that stage. Yeah. So whether it's, like, global warming or whatever. Or... Oh, here it he goes. The yeah. final one... Which is the most likely one is we get to that stage and we do it. And his thing is once we get to that stage and we're making simulations and we can make them, then the probability that we're not in a simulation is minuscule. Because you think about it, if we get to the stage where we can create simulations, we're creating endless simulations. Yeah. What are the chances that we're the one reality that's the original
1: reality, even if there is one? So in saying like there's a human life form and we create simulation. We're the first human life form yeah. that created because if you're making
2: infinity endless simulations, like what makes you think that you're the first simulation? Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: It's a yeah. bit arrogant. Do you get freaked out by the fact that we could be a simulation?
2: Well, that's the same thing as what I'm talking about. Is you have like the philosophy of like being present It doesn't matter, does it? No. You just like you just work within your reality.
1: And what do you, well, okay what do you think about if you're speaking about simulations what do you think about um destiny Yeah um and how much of your life ahead of you is already it's already done no matter what you do you're going to do the exact same thing as what's already plan, um planned out
2: Yeah I know well, that gets complicated yeah you get into the whole free will thing Um but Wait, even that as well.
1: Jeez Yeah um, Is that what <laughs> What? Have you ever seen Free Willy, the movie? Yeah. Is that got deeper philosophical meanings? I
2: just remember it being a kid in a whale and he lets it go.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that might be deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what, what do you think about Destiny? Well, I think... I
2: think there's, on some levels, there's stuff going on. <laughs> but there's also a lot of confirmation bias with it. Because that's the whole, like, remember that the secret thing? Oh, it's a, it's I, like, I
1: didn't mean to fuck it. It was just destiny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, I mean, like, that, that's the whole the secret thing is it's like if you constantly focus on something happening, then well, I it think will manifest. So,
1: I think, yeah, the secret's manifestation. So that, yeah, yeah that's goes, what I'm saying. So it's, that doesn't really tie into free will in, in my uh,
2: yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is I think a lot of that's confirmation bias. So I'm constantly thinking about, I want this thing to happen. Yeah, and yeah, it happens, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's because I thought about it.
1: Yeah, but that's that's true. Just knowing what you want is actually very important because I think you have like 300,000 thoughts a day. And if you know what you want... Well, how many do you have? Probably 4 million. Oh, <laughs> right, do you want to in less? What do you want me to say? How many good ones do you <laughs> have? Yeah, right. You got there in the end, didn't you? Sorry. I think if... I think a lot, four million thoughts a day. No, but if you know what you want, which is very important, because a lot of like I'm the same. I don't know what the fuck I want. Like, I don't think anyone knows what. that is. One way. day I want this, the next day I want that. One day I want a fat ass. The next, <laughs> nah. Uh, let's get back on track. If you know what you want, and you're having three hundred thoughts a day, a fair majority of those thoughts are going to be towards what you want, and you're going to make a lot of decisions throughout that day. That's like. A slow, this tiny little step, tiny little step in the right direction, and before you know it, boom. So, as far as the secret goes, I don't think it's a fucking secret, it's just common knowledge. <laughs> Chapter three <laughs> Oprah's a fuckwit. <laughs> oh, what it oh, it's not going there. What that's no, but we, what you're saying is just that was a bit of a sidebar. I was gonna put oh, on. yeah, what do you think about destiny? I was going to ask you about the royal family. So. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what they...
2: Like, we're going... I don't think anyone knows what they want. I think everyone's pretending and everyone's hopeless. And trying family,
1: to figure right? it out. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> They're all bloody inbred, mate. This is, this is a little sidetrack. We'll get back to free will for those that are on the edge of their seat. What the fuck did Meghan Markle think she was getting into? Imagine meeting someone at a, at a bar and he goes, my, my nan is the queen of the Commonwealth. And she literally has a crown and a castle. And then a castle. Oh, a castle from Adelaide Listeners. Is there anyone else in the world that uses the A's like that?
2: Uh, just English speakers. Uh,
1: anyway. So she goes back to this castle to fucking um, Harry's room. Bangs him. Oh, I love you. They get ma- and then finds out, Oh, you're Queen of a grandma is a little bit mean and trying to control me. Has she not seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> she should be happy that all she's doing is being racist.
2: That kinda of goes to my point, because my thing is why aren't we reflecting upon the fact that we still have a fucking monarchy? <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's why is that it's like, oh the queen is oh they're racist. Like, so, yeah, of course they're fucking racist. Yeah. The whole thing's dated. What yeah. I know Why do we have them? Why is it a thing? Why is it like We respect them as well Especially in England It's like a big Celebrity thing
1: She's like 110 As if if she wouldn't be racist
2: No well yeah That's another thing But like Why do we have Why do we even They're like They're pretty much just like Well for us We've still got like The head of state Or whatever
1: Yeah But
2: but That in itself Is the whole republic thing But why Why Well you're a smart
1: person What does What does the monarchy do?
2: Well, not a whole lot, but they still have
1: like um, we still pay them, what's don't it, we, called? for our land? No, no, but they have like significant. Well, someone's scamming me because I'm paying two hundred <laughs> bucks a month to, sell to the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: he prince, comes up, he Prince cl- of Nigeria, cl- collects
1: it in cash. Yeah, good. No,
2: there's like they have that still have. Um, oh, I'm just forgetting what it is. What it's called. Governor General, they yeah. still sign up, sign off on some legislation, but it's like a formality they have to. But, right. but they still—that was the whole. You know about like the Gough Whitlam thing? No, is that he was um, the Governor General, so that's the representative of the monarchy. Yeah, he has the power to like, um, what's it called? Like the equivalent of abdicating in a monarchy to mm-hmm. like a prime minister. So he did that with Gough Whitlam. It was like something that was like it was in the eighties. And the prime minister just got like he wasn't the prime minister anymore because of the governor general, and it was like a I very just, political thing. But yeah, it's like that one because that was the whole republic debate. After that, it's like why? We so he can kind of like
1: overthrow democracy.
2: Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. But yeah, that my whole thing with that is, it's like we're still working within this. Oh, they don't like Meghan Markle. It's like well, I don't like Man. them. Why do we? Why are we even talking about it?
1: And why are we talking about? Why are these people still a thing? Well, we're in a podcast talking about it now, so you, you just become part of the problem. I hope this gets back to the queen. <laughs> I don't like that Billy boy; he's rude. Yeah, I don't know. It's just okay. at least he's white.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay. This is a bit of um from the left of field. Would this very day, if the queen come up to you and said, "I want you to have sex with me," would you do it? No. Okay.
2: Why? What's that's a weird question.
1: Well, would you? it's one of those things where if I was around the pub with a lad, do you know how I like to go down to the local. <laughs> it would be a pretty cool thing to say. I'll fuck the Queen. Right. So yeah, I would do it.
2: How old is she? She's nineties. She's like, like two hundred, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah. After my whole thing now, I don't know. What, yeah, what no, yeah, I yeah. Know. You really are. You've cock bossed yourself, haven't you? <laughs> yes. We'll just become a pig at the rest of them.
1: Anyway, why do you play hockey? <laughs> now let's go to the free will before I ask the hockey question because that's actually something I think about every 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
2: that complex. So do you, free will.
1: <laughs> do you think you have free will? Um, Which is funny because your name is William.
2: Yeah, that is good. Well, that's, I think that's another Sam Harrison because he's a neuroscientist.
1: Fucking get off, Sam Harris. Yeah, did, I know.
2: I actually, I have lately. I'm not getting into him as much. It
1: doesn't sound like it.
2: <laughs> but yeah, the neuroscientist thing is like the like how much your genes affect everything mm. you're doing. Nature versus actually, nature. I think that's that Yuval Noah Harari. That's part of his writing. Whatever.
1: Buddy, you're a walking reference. No, you know yeah?
2: you you know
1: him. Yeah, I know him. Oh, well, don't be a dick.
2: <laughs> I'm showing off. <laughs> um yeah, his whole thing is just like cuz you get into like the fundamentals whatever it's like genetics controls who you are and every decision you make then it's like oh, well there is no free will. But I don't know about that. Like mm. if there isn't, then it's the same as the I guess it's the same as the reality thing. Is if there isn't if there isn't actually free will, there's absolutely the illusion that there is. Mm. So it's like I don't know. It does seem useful to know what you can control and what you can't in life because that's like the source of all.
1: But isn't that the beauty of it? Like if I was, I feel like if I was to become a writer, my strength would be that I am an everyday Australian. So my free will is to break these barriers. That's like, Riley, you're not a writer. You're a fucking, you're from Wondong. You're a tradie. You play footy. And that's it. You retire. No one wants... No one... You don't sit in front of a computer and try and write words. That's just not who you are. But my free will is breaking those barriers and going, fuck you. And that makes me more relatable. So there's beauty in that. Mm. So I think... I think there, there is free will. But you have to fight hard against it. And there's... Fight against it fight, fight against Destiny I mean Okay So maybe But who knows I don't know If my destiny is Planned out Where I was always Going to fight against this And this is who you are Or maybe it was In grade 3 A fucking I asked a girl And she said no And now I'm trying to be cool I don't know Who knows I'm probably, I should probably Go see someone <laughs> Yeah, that girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How Why do you go out with me? How do you like me now? I've got seventeen dollars in the bank. <laughs> Two hundred listeners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I ain't one. Oh, you got a deep voice, love. <laughs> but as I was saying, I think, I think free will and destiny are separate. Whereas you could kind of live, I guess, unconsciously. And this is the way you're going to be, or you're going to fight against the way you are and become who you want to be, and maybe who you want to be and who you end up being was your destiny all along, because there's there's this body that I have, which is like a cool thing. Like I have the nose of my ancestor from 300 years ago, like, and I I don't know that person, and my body who this vessel that I'm in is um is has a percentage of the way I do and the way I act and what I want, what I like. The reason I go to an old English pub and feel at home is because of my body. Then I have my brain or I guess I could even say mind who is maybe throughout my lifetime because this happened when I was two, because this happened when I was eight because I read this book, because I had this emotional reaction that hurt and now I'm going to try to uh, make sure that never happens again.
0: Mm.
1: And that's making me do something. That's nature versus nurture. And then there's your soul who is around this whole body and mind that is kind of what you're trying to close the gap between you're trying to live through your soul and try and break through these barriers you've created in this lifetime and your soul is the only thing that carries from this lifetime to the next. In the next lifetime, I might be someone from bloody Italy who like, had complete different circumstances and that will be the soul's next challenge to learn the purpose of that lifetime. So I'm trying to break these barriers of my body's, uh, I guess, positives and cons and then my mind's barriers and strengths to pursue the purpose of my soul. So break down all of this to become who I truly want to be. Yes. And wow. through enlightenment, it'll be breaking that down to completely nothing and understanding I am just a soul and this is just a vessel and then the soul will reach its purpose and it'll pass on. So that's, that's what I believe in. And so I'm not going to reach that this lifetime. I know that So that's That's cool But There's just too many things That are dragging me Towards certain things From a previous lifetime Or Previous things That don't make any sense That I just can't deny Right Like what? Like um, Spirituality There is not one thing In my life That said Meditate Or Maybe not meditate But um, there's just there's just too many things that I only did through certain. I guess you can talk, call it depression, or or well,
2: like, your own reflection. It was yeah, my own reflection. It's
1: like, oh, I'm not going to do this because it's yeah, it's going to help. And and that's I I don't want to harp on it too much because I'm not sure if it is just like a a fat at the moment. But even with something like writing, yeah, there is nothing in my life that like insinuated that I was a writer Yeah. yet at 27 years I've found out that I want to be a writer
2: yeah yeah okay well I think yeah on that I think there's where I feel the like destiny whatever you want to call like plan stuff the most is like figuring out like emotional stuff like your development as a person Mm -hmm. emotionally and like spiritually whatever but like that is something that I kind of realizing now is it's something that's inherently personal And it's very much about timing So it's going to happen how it happens But you have to do that And it depends on how your life yeah. So like it takes people Like it might take people 40 years to realise like How to talk about stuff Or how to confront stuff It might take people five, But it's like every person You can't Like if you're having someone that's Like if I'm your mate and you're depressed I can't Like I can support you in doing it yeah. But you have to figure it out So I feel like that part of it, it has to to happen how it happens. Yeah. So that part, I don't know if that's me justifying whatever, but that seems logical. It's like I believe in the planned stuff insofar as I have to go through that to understand whatever and make meaning of it, Mm. and it has to happen that way. I kind of – but that that also could be like, is that just me just looking back on random events and making meaning
1: out of nothing? But I don't know. And does that tie into being present because if you are I guess whether there is this destiny or this plan like like set out for you and when you're walking down the street and you're on your phone and you miss making an eye contact with a guy that was gonna say something that was going to completely change your life or um, yeah sitting on your phone when you're watching a movie and yeah looking at Instagram instead of being in this scene or who fucking knows? Or is being on your phone and not being present a part of the destiny that's going <laughs> to...
2: Yeah, because that's once you get into it. That's, I don't know. That's why my default thing is, like, whatever it is, just yeah, kind of get on with it.
1: Yeah. But you also... That's why I kind of like not making plans and kind of going with the flow because, you know, they're the best type of nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, oh, I, I didn't know I was... like. George's wedding. Yeah. It's like it's just you can't deny going to that and I didn't know where this was gonna to lead to, but I'm here now and yep. it's like, well, this is what happened. It was completely out of our hand that yeah, for obviously people don't know that. Yeah, the um, wedding got moved from Sunday and they did it on a Friday night before their fucking five day lockdown. Yep. And it's like, okay, well what's gonna come out of this night? Is this destiny and you have to go with the flow or you can you fight against it and deny this thing that was gonna happen? Or you denying it could have happened was always gonna happen, and that is also your destiny, so yeah, fuck, who knows? Mm. Mm. So you you moved from Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) I knew we were to get to these type of combos, but I didn't know so quickly. So, actually though, okay. You moved to Adelaide. Yep. Tell us what tell us. To so give us a bit of um, background, which is what I was trying to do before we got to this, what you moved because of um, you got accepted to Melbourne Uni.
2: Uh, yeah, so I had I graduated high school and then I knew I wanted a gap year, and I had one of those just like working with dad, just labouring on yeah. work sites, which was alright. Kind of got a bit of money together, or whatever. Um, and then I got to the end of that year. And I didn't, I didn't feel ready to move to Melbourne yet, so I like asked if I could defer another year, and they accepted that. So I did that. So I spent another year. Main, one of the main reasons, it sounds silly, but I just wanted to play another year at my hockey club because yeah. I felt like we could win a premiership, and we ended up winning actually, so it was good. But I, part of it was I also felt like there was something where I was like I didn't feel done in Adelaide, so I felt like that once I had done that or spent that year. I saved up enough money to go for a trip as well, and then I came here, but I definitely felt like I was done in Adelaide. But yeah, I came here predominantly um, for uni, so in 2019, I started uni, that was good. What are you studying? Bachelor of Arts, major in philosophy.
1: Oh, that explains it. Yeah, so not much. So you're going to another highly esteemed uh, university? Yep. Going from a highly esteemed school. What is that like, and to study something like philosophy or a Bachelor of Arts even, where um, maybe people might go, Whoa, good luck buddy, getting a job out of that, mate. Yeah. Good luck making money. So have you found that as far as, I guess I have this thought where the more you, pers- you, more you look inwards, the more you can understand outwards. So how is that helping you? Well, what what's it been like studying something like philosophy at an academic level, which almost seems like completely contradicting. What contradicting itself? Well, I think the philosophical pursuit and the academic pursuit is, I guess, like you can, like we said, we can make anything mindful. You can make anything, um, yeah. deep. But as all the answers, in my opinion. I'm not, gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna slate your old course. <laughs> but I think all the answers are within and this comes okay. from someone that's studying psychology and so psych- also the same thing, like contradicting myself. But um how do you how do you find that? Um academically speaking, studying something like philosophy when they say everything doesn't mean anything, but this assessment's due on Friday. Oh
2: yeah. No, that does actually get like the first uh, first semester I ever did of uni, it was like straight into like fundamental philosophy stuff. Was like, like straight into like the realism and skeptical stuff. And yeah, Descartes saying, I don't know, we're in reality, and it's just like, whoa. And then it's like, yeah, just write about it, get your get your good grade, and move on. So that's, but it is good. I I find myself enjoying thinking about bigger things a lot more. I don't really like. I was. I don't that's a bit why I'm. I've always really hated maths and science. I wasn't good at it and kind of – because I just – my mind isn't like that. And so that's one of the main reasons I went to uni is I wasn't sure I wanted to do. And that's – like the Melbourne uni setup is you do an undergrad degree and it's very broad. There's like nine degrees. Yeah. It's like art, science, like medical science and whatever. But then after that you do your postgrad. Um, so I kind of just went into it going just do what you liked in school, like English and history and stuff and – and I always had, like, a bit of an outside thing for philosophy, so I just continued that. But, um, yeah, like you said, there's a bit of that conflict if you get into the um, – because they are such complex and, like, kind of meaningful questions. Mm. And then it's like you still just kind of got to write an essay about it and you're trying to get a good grade. And it's like yeah, – yeah. but, I don't know, I think the more you actually engage with it seriously, not worrying about why you're doing it, the more you get out of it, like, learning. And that was also another thing that, like, Dad was big on, like, education, but his thing was, like, don't – it's intrinsically valuable. Like, no learning is a waste of money. Like, so, like, yeah, people have the response of like, the arts degree. What's that going to do? It's like, oh, okay, I won't get into a job I don't like and whatever. But yeah. I'll, like, I've really enjoyed it. I like, I like learning in general. So, um, yeah, that's no, it's good.
1: How much of what you've learned could have you learned outside of our course and had these thoughts? Because is I imagine, would be a hard thing to grade.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, a lot of it is just um, a lot of studying philosophy isn't coming up with your own stuff, really. Like It's just grasping what this person's saying and then interrogating it, see if you can find like why it's strong, why it's a weak point. And then, kind of maybe a little bit of what you think. But really, it's kind of just understanding, like because it's like an undergrad level. It's kind of just like understand the. And then once you get into like if you do a master's or a PhD, it's like you now you're writing your own stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, it is a lot of it is just understanding, and I kind of like that. Getting into um, I like it more when it's like practical stuff, like ethics, whatever. Where it's like you actually, it feels like you're learning. Cause it's just like things like one of the first semester. Have you heard of
1: Peter Singer? No, you gave me the book. Yeah, yeah, I he's like the it. big
2: <laughs> the big ethics guy. He's like the, he's like one of the leading guys in the animal ethics thing. Yeah,
1: Is he? He's Australian.
2: Yeah, he's Australian. He's like from Melbourne. Yeah, he studied at Melbourne Union. He's like would you come on the
1: pod? Oh,
2: Maybe, but you have to be vegan. That would
1: challenge you, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd be vegan for a week. Yeah, of
2: course. Um, but yeah, like that. It was just like such a. Like, he, he he did, like, I think he they did it on purpose where he did, like, the first semester, it's philosophy people, he did, like, a two-week thing, like, four lectures. Yeah. And it's just, like, all about animal ethics. And I just mm. went out of that going, so not okay for me to continue. Yeah. Like he, and it's just, like, stuff like that. It's, I don't know, I like um, interrogating those. Like you said, because we grew up in, like, a fucking, what a conservative thing. The whole thing is just continue what we're doing. Yeah. And yeah it's good to like kind of look at things in a different way, and a lot of my degree is like not the philosophy stuff, but like i don 't know like sociology or political theory and get some bit more like outside view. It seems very useful to look at like everything from different angles mm. and learn that and like like you said, you can learn a lot of that stuff from just reading whatever philosophers or like you know like people doing cultural commentary or whatever. but there's we're just like just
1: going for a walk. Yeah,
2: yeah. But there's a lot of structure to the uni that's been, like you actually, if, you, if I learn, if I'm, if we're reading about someone in a philosophy, like I you really understand it. Like, yeah. Because it's hard to just read someone and just pick it up and kind of, otherwise then you just got an idea of what they're saying. And yeah, but
1: are you understanding the... Grader's understanding, or are you understanding the philosopher's understanding, um, and are you just doing a good job at structuring an essay or assignment? Yeah, rather than actually living the philosophy, or do you know well, what that, I mean? Yeah, it's such a, yeah, a yeah. It's such a um, it's like two worlds colliding almost.
2: Yeah, yeah, because like I said, like that, I came out of those lectures with the animal thing. Mm. And then it's just like, I'm not going to not eat meat. So.
1: Yeah. So, because so, that's something I think about. And it's definitely like this year, I'm not eating beef. Mm. And I don't tell anyone other than all of my listeners. Right?
2: <laughs> Every episode.
1: And then, even um, like, for example, a week and a half ago, I was at yeah, my mate Jai's house and they served up pasta. And I thought it was beef. And I didn't say anything. I'm just like, well, I'm not going to be that guy to be like, oh no, like, yeah, I'm not okay. going to eat this. So I'm still at that point where I'm like, I don't want to be that guy, which end up being pork. So it's still the legend lives on. <laughs> but um, yeah, as far as I'm actually now thinking, like, well, do I do I need to do I need to eat this? Mm. Can I get like my life hasn't changed since I haven't since I've haven't eaten beef. So some of the things that he said. Like, what stuck with you? and, and
2: Yeah, well, like, a, with, with the original question of, um, am I just doing it and writing the essays and getting the yeah, grades? Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think that was... That's a big difference between, like, tertiary education, like, uni and high school, I felt, and my experience of high school is because it was, like, a, they were very much how... Like, high school was very much how the school looks. Like, they want it to look great. Yeah. So, like especially year 12, it's, like, everyone's about you. So your teacher's just, like, pretty much writing your own stuff for you. Yeah. And it's, like, all the support in the world and, like, just get this done and get through the year. It doesn't matter. You, like, you do your, all yeah, your yeah, yeah. exam revision and then, like, a month later, it's, like, nothing. But uni's just, like, as long as you're there and you're paying, like, you don't even have to rock up. Like, it, it's up to whatever. And that's the whole thing. All I look at it as, like, I'm, I guess, like, it's, I'm choosing to do it. Yeah. So, I'm trying to, like, actually um, do all the learning and stuff because, like, I don't understand why you... Because, like, some people do that. Like they go, like, oh, before lockdowns. Like, I went into uni and, like, during lectures, like, play games or something. It's like, it's
1: not school. You yeah. know what I yeah. mean? Like, you don't... and yeah, no one gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, so, that's, so that's
2: the good thing about uni. The focus is, like, just learning. Yeah, and they're almost like, like
1: they're, a, they're a, a private business that are making enough money. And yeah. high school's are government... Like, yeah, and everyone's got a door. Private school's yeah, different, but this makes us look better. So, so you're making this a conservative thing? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying we can look at it. Like, there's almost like a score where where high school, it's like, oh, look at our average ATAR was 97. Yeah, that, that's whereas a lot like at uni, ones. it's like, well, I don't give a fuck. We're getting fucking paid no matter what.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I found that was good. At what, it's not really your focus on like everything obviously still gets graded and I want to get good grades, but like I'm doing it because I yeah. want to do it and I enjoy it. Yeah. So that's a good part of it. And yeah. So that's good.
1: Yeah. And as far as the um, Peter Singer changing your... Yeah. well, Challenging, <laughs> challenging your thoughts?
2: The only... Because the whole thing is it's like... he's. I think the, his fundamental argument was like, these aren't... There are sentient animals that we are, um, and then there's the whole environmental thing. But he's he did like a spectrum of like spec um, um sentience, and he was like, we don't cull. I think this is actually is the I need it to go back and I don't want to... because it can sound bad. And when he said it was bad, but it kind of makes sense. He's like kind of making the equivalent comparison of like a pig or something to like a uh, um. If someone had like a stroke and they're a vegetable or something, it's mm. like we don't just cull these people, whatever. It's like we're just producing these. And that's the one thing where, and I don't take action on it, which is I won't, I wouldn't stop eating meat because I don't see a problem eating meat and that. It's just purely the factory farming stuff that it's like you're watching that. So like, that's not okay. Yeah, I agree. So, but I'm still, I'm like shopping at supermarkets. I'm not checking that stuff. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not like, I'm not like, um, I don't think it's wrong to kill an animal and eat it. Yep. I just don't think we should be
1: doing it in the way we're doing it. Yeah. It could be done better. 100% agree. I just, I don't think we need to have meat three times a day. Yeah. And we need to breed animals to kill them. Yeah. And there's veal. It's like, oh, I don't want a, I don't want an adult cow. Veal? Yeah. I don't want an adult cow. I want a baby one because the adult ones are a bit too... Yeah, it seems like, chewy.
2: It seems like everything else has just kind of got carried away, and
1: it's. Cool. And I hate people to go. Oh, I, people that hunt are fucking gross. How could you kill a deer? How could you go hunting? Oh, that's
2: <laughs> this is the whole Joe Rogan thing. Isn't yeah, it? it's but, so, but it's yeah. all right.
1: I get all supermarket and like, oh, it's in a plastic packet. or something Yeah, mind. that
2: makes no sense.
1: Or even like this is like a Buddhism thing. It's like I'm not going to kill. I don't. I'm not going to kill a fly, but you're still eating meat. It's like, well, fucking, just because you didn't kill it doesn't mean, like, you're not a part of the whole process.
2: Yeah, you're you're the reason why it's being killed. Exactly. Supply and demand, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brooksy in for some economics. Yeah, is that what he does?
2: Yeah, that's what he does.
1: Well, none of my listeners know him, so we'll cut like that out. Oh, sorry. i go to the toilet. Anyway, mate, as you are saying, um, go closer to the mic.
2: I was just saying, like, with the... I don't know, it's obviously best just to have a chat and... Not think about it too much, but I always like preferred to listen to like if I was listening to a Joe Rogan episode, I'd listen to like a expert at something. It's yeah. kind of explaining because it's like you're learning something. Yeah, but uh, there's there's merit in just a good conversation, I think.
1: Yeah, well, it's, if someone wants to do that, they can listen to Joe Rogan.
2: Yeah, they can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> no, well, that's just the way it is. Like with with this and. Even the reason why I did that intro where it was, like, long and because I don't want to get to a point where I feel like, oh, shit, there's people listening to this. I need to, like, please them.
2: Yeah, I think that's the, the – I've heard you talk about that. The yeah. beauty of it is you just being you – know, Exactly. Yeah.
1: And if people like it, like, I'm not getting anything for it. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. So
2: – Yeah, I guess, yeah, the way – maybe the way you think about it is just, like, I like having these conversations, regardless if there's exactly. microphones. So yeah. I'll just do it, and if it like, I don't know, If people will find joy in it. It's good, but
1: exactly. And obviously, I want people to like it, and I'm still a human. I want people to like me, and I'm, there's joy out of looking at going, oh, this this many people listened to this. Yeah. yeah. And but also, I'm not going to change, because, fuck, I can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what would you change?
2: I'm trying. <laughs> Yeah, I know I fucking I just, hate myself <laughs> yeah, I'm just like talking i like, I don't really actually know what I'm talking about Oh yeah. far no, enough yeah. to know what I'm talking about yeah, And I don't even think it's interesting
1: You're definitely not coming back on, that's for sure Yeah Nah, I'm joking, bro You're bloody great
2: Nah, it's better I'm better if they were here Instead of listening on their phone I'm better in person I'm very physical
1: Bit weird No, the way I talk Ah, yeah He talks with his hands <laughs> No, I don't He's
2: know He's Italian He's Italian See, now
1: you got me overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> just quote Sam Harris again. That seemed to get you out of trouble a few times.
2: <sighs> yeah, I know. I actually, I am off him lately, though I haven't. But he just keeps coming back. The
1: thing me? with Sam Harris is he's just too... He just cares way too much about atheism.
2: Yeah. He
1: gives
0: a fuck. No, See, I think, the yeah. thing
1: with people like that that preach the whole fucking, yeah, religion shit is they invite... The worst Like the same as Ricky Gervais They invite the worst Type of people On their Twitters And stuff So they see The, the bad side of religion So it um Motivates them more To be against it Whereas if you just Leave it I Couldn't tell you The last person To come and spoke to me About religion
2: Yeah I know that But I think they, they There's a They have like A platform Where they And they feel like The bad side of religion Is worth talking about Because Yeah Like It's pretty Yeah bad. that's true
1: but then there's fucking talk about the good side then. Don't be one-sided, Sam.
2: What's the good side? Give it to me.
1: Well, okay, you you get a knock on the door at 4.30 in the morning. You open the door. Two policemen are there.
2: What are you going to say? God. <laughs> hey, I'm real.
1: <laughs> Two policemen are there. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. Uh, My daughter went out for a party
2: Was that on purpose The oh my god
1: (laughs) Yeah Oh oh my goodness Now oh my god I'm faithful I believe in god That's why I said it Yes That it was on purpose Okay go And you find out That your daughter Has been killed Right Brutally murdered Wow Alright Distraught You're fucked You've still got you've got two other daughters. You don't know what to do. What the fuck am I going to do? I hate like life's not worth living. How could I live in a world where my daughter has been murdered? I'm not, I hate my. Other, I don't even want to live. I don't want to be a mum to my other two daughters. I don't want to be a wife. Whatever. Okay, so you yeah, use, how is religion. Alvin's? You use religion and the wisdom within religion to go. Oh, okay. I'm finding out the meaning of life. I'm finding out. Oh, when people die through a certain way, they do go to this. Um, Beautiful place All this pain in my heart Is finally being released Because I'm finding out That my daughter Is actually in heaven right now And she's looking over me And now I can be a better person And use all this wisdom To work through the pain Work through the trauma Now I'm a better mum Now I commit myself And now every morning I wake up and I pray And I pray to my past daughter And I know she's listening to me And then I can wake up And cook breakfast for my other two daughters And now someone's Gonna knock on the door And go Hey you know how you, You work through All that stuff About your daughter dying Oh, yeah, I'm actually, God's not real And that's fake <laughs> What do you do then?
2: Well, I don't know if you need I don't know if you need religion. Really what you going to do then? That?
1: If you've got that much pain That much Like you've got to completely surrender Nothing makes sense anymore But someone's telling you This This makes sense This is what people have been worshiping for 2000 years There's a God Yeah, but there's. there's that's just the way things are So people turn to
2: it But you can I think there's productive ways to work through trauma without religion No nah, mate <laughs> no, mate, try
1: <laughs> There'll be no good I just think it's, it's not as black and white as everyone thinks And you only hear from the people who are, are trying to preach And the people that are just going yeah, no, about no. it Using the religion the right way There's so much beautiful wisdom, art, literature within religion that If you throw it all out, you're just, you're, you're silly it's, Yeah, no, no. I think All it is Sorry <laughs> Go All it is, is someone that's really smart Has worked out human nature and has wrote ways to understand that, and the same as any philosopher, same as Freud, same as fucking Nietzsche, anyone, have understood that and put it in ways where, okay, now you can do this, and this is going to help you be a better person and be your truer self. Yeah, And when then, people take that too serious, that's when it gets a problem. Yeah, when people become,
2: yeah, when it becomes a form of control and exactly. manipulation, and yeah. then it's, yeah, it yeah, becomes so what it just And, that, and that's
1: up. that's the bad side of it, yes.
2: Yeah, oh, I think... um. Actually, like my, one of my first weeks at uni ever, I was walking through the campus and this guy just came up and talked to me. He's like a, um, I don't know he's in a suit, but he, he like looked like well-dressed and he like started talking to me about God and that. And he's like, what do you think about?" And I'm like, oh, I don't think I believe in any of it. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, he's like, really, like, why do you think it is? I'm like, my thought at the time, I'm still not sure of this, is like... There was probably, like, a guy, like, what we are talking about with the Pink Floyd guy, is there's, like, this guy with this amazing energy, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. And he's, like, one of those, like, whatever, lead or whatever. So, there's stuff's going on. And then, kind of, he's being used as, like, a... It's very good way to organise people if you all, like, for, have the same purpose and yeah. it's good. Um, I think it seems like a, a very, yeah, like, a political tool to, like, organise people. But, for sure. But, um... Yeah, I, I just don't think it's. Uh, so, what do you, you? What you believe in God?
1: Well, I definitely believe in a God. A God, and I think that maybe just be like a universal consciousness that may just be as simple as positive energy and negative energy. Okay, so it can be as basic as that. So there's a universal a universal energy that if you if you're being um, a universal consciousness that just works off positive and negative energy, if you're kind of moving towards this positive energy, you're going to get rewarded and you breed positive energy. And it's simple as that. And if you're going to negative energy, you're going to breed negative energy. You're going to go down that like kind of, I guess snowball of events. And now you've got a big snowball of negative energy. Yep. And then that's been interpreted into positive is heaven, negative is hell. These are the stories that, okay. Um, due to that, this is someone that, um, had difficult circumstances, and still found positive energy through it, and then they associate positive energy with... Yeah, yeah. The, and if you're gay, you go to hell. Yeah, and if you're gay, that's negative. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's where it gets bad when people take it serious, where instead of just kind of reading a book, like you read Harry Potter, and, right. you, and you'd be like, oh, this is this is so you're fine. saying
2: read the Bible and take the messages out of it. But well, don't take you, it you as can in. appreciate... Yeah, the world the, was created 2,000 years ago and... I'm going to die and go to heaven.
1: Yeah. Well, it wasn't the world wasn't created 2000 years ago. Jesus. So Oh no,
2: sorry. Yeah, when was when was God when did God sort world?
1: Well, who knows? 2 million years ago. But Jesus was a yeah, second savior of God's son, and then the Christians took Jesus, who's a real person, but doesn't look the way. He should be like a a missionary, <laughs> but doesn't look the way that we think he looked because he's from fucking Jerusalem So he's clearly Just looks like Everyone that's They're scared of When they get on a plane That's what Jesus looks like you Fucking idiots <laughs> Don't be scared of them When they get on a plane When that's your Bloody lord and saviour Um And they So they That kind of stemmed A new religion This Jesus Where probably Just some David Blaine Fucking legend That could do Cool tricks with his thumb <laughs> And then the the Jews, which is like the longest religion, just said, oh, that's cool, but it's not that important. So then it stems. It all stems from the same God, the same stories, and they all intertwine. They're all yeah. just prophets from God. that People spun some shit to say this is what it is. But at the end of the day, I think there is, who knows what it is, but I think there is like a universal consciousness where if you do good things, good things will happen to you. If you do bad things, bad things will happen to you.
2: Okay. Right. So that's the karma thing. You're a bit of a Buddhist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, karma is bigger than what people think. And karma doesn't even mean bad. People think if, you, if I slap you over the head. No, it's like, what you said,
2: isn't it? Yeah, isn't I like walk and, and, and stub my
1: toe. But karma is more like in a previous life, I did this. It might have been four lives ago. And then now this is my karma. And it could be good, it could be bad. So this is like what's. So my life right now is my karma. The, yeah. the way I was born into, yeah, mum and dad's life, the family I'm in, that's my karma. So it's not the way we use it. Yeah. Well, same I think, as, same as, I keep cutting you off, sorry. No, you go. Same as yoga. We think yoga is just like, yeah, 32 sequences of stretches. Yeah. But there's like 48 forms of yoga and meditation is one of them.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah just, well, I like the, um. There was actually in my course, we did like a Buddhist thing for like a, a month or so. And it was like kind of just like the basic, very basic like fundamentals, but it seemed very um, like realistic, but like the fundamental mm. thing was like everything's suffering. So yeah. uh, like just like I, think like, I think everything's life is suffering and the next thing is like, so you have no attachment. Yeah. That doesn't mean like you're just a cold prick to everyone. It's just like be realistic about everything you have, you can lose. Yeah, And it seems like a good way to look at stuff.
1: Yeah. That, that's helped me a lot with relationships.
2: Yeah, that's a good thing to think in relationships. You should never um don't well, I'm not telling you what to do. <laughs> but it's it's good to constantly have the thing of um I don't have to be with this person forever. Yeah.
1: Or even friendship, fucking
2: Yeah. That's the constant like questioning, like pushing it to be as good as it can be because if you are just yeah. like this is how it is and you just accept it.
1: Yeah. And that can be literally anything. It could be drinking or a certain form of exercise. It's like, oh, this isn't serving me anymore. I'm going to just leave it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it can be cold, but that's the way it is. You don't owe uh, anything, anything. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hmm. But um, I think the... I don't, Like we were saying, like the Ricky Gervais and Sam Harris and like the whole... Um, it's so... Passionate, because like, you, like what we're saying, I guess what you're saying seems reasonable, but like, what they're dealing with is the uh, the other side of what they are, which is like yeah. the, the the really bad manifestation and isn't healthy at all. For yeah, so that's what, yeah, and like yeah, so it seems better to just kind of um deal with like reality and. Like, if you do the whole, like, being present thing, then kind of depending on these outer things.
1: Yeah. And I'm saying that, like, your religion's not as bad as everyone says. You shouldn't have a go at them. But I'm also a straight white male who's, like, no one's knocking on my door saying I'm the fucking devil. So if I was gay or if I was trans or fucking something against the gospel, I would fucking hate religion for telling me that I'm wrong for being me.
2: Yeah, that's my thing. I think that's their general point too is I think religion's probably done more net work, like net negative utility than positive.
1: Yeah. Well, do you think the world would be a better place for no religion? Because when it was invented, there was no government. There was no people. You just have to convince people if you do bad things, bad things are going to happen to you. If you do good things, it's going to be good. So the only reason stopping me from killing you right now and stealing your wallet is, on oh no, a God's watching.
2: Bullshit. I think it's way better to have like a common level of trust and confidence in people than just think, oh, he's not killing me because he's going to go to hell.
1: Well, say, so if, you, if you had a lucid... It's inherently
2: distrustful religion. It's like, oh, only,
1: you have to have a motivation to be good. Why can't you just be good? If you had a lucid dream, right? So a lucid dream is when you know that you're dreaming. Would you do things that you wouldn't do in real life? Because I can guarantee you right now, if I was having a dream and I knew I was dreaming, I would see the first girl in my dream and I would fuck it. That's
2: different. There's no. How's it different? There's exactly.
1: No... So if you go back then, there was no consequences.
2: There was a consequence in our reality now, just because you, what?
1: What do you mean? What's the consequence? What's the consequence in our reality?
2: So you're saying like if you're in a relationship, you're in a dream and you have sex, so that, it's the same no, thing. No, I'm
1: saying if you're single and in a dream... And you fucking rape someone.
2: Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, all right. Well, the consequences are like uh, incredible levels of trauma for that person um, possibly carried on through generations and just terrible.
1: But you know that now. 2,000 years ago, they didn't know that. That's just another girl. (laughs) That's just another girl.
2: Why are you defending a man from a pre-modern era's right... That's nah. I'm
1: just saying that maybe <laughs> bringing in religion was good at the start, and still is okay. Yeah, but I think that's the whole point: is we have to be able to. Because back then there was no, there was no thought of oh she's if I kill her. I think there's
2: got, a genuine thought that it's, there's no,
1: that maybe there wasn't that emotional. Like two thousand years ago, who knows if there was emotional intelligence? Think <laughs> about emotional intelligence a hundred years ago. Oh, I don't know. two years makes that much of a difference. Well, yeah, but it's not emotional intelligence that maybe there was a thought, and then after they did it, they're like, "Oh, why do I feel? Why do I feel like I shouldn't have done that?" Oh, who gives a shit? Boom, caveman, what's up? <laughs> but now we know. We have. We're brought up knowing. Oh, if you do bad things, that's not nice. She's going to be upset. He's going to be upset if you kill that. If you get to kill him for his loaf of bread, but like, maybe they didn't know that then they. oh I'm yeah, just, but you're saying this, but then
2: also religions enforce these norms of if you're gay, you're not okay. Mm. Like it's very othering.
1: That's just like dated bullshit. That, but like, that's
2: what that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what people not knowing what the right. That's what you're saying. It's just dated bullshit. Then yeah, it's all I, about. I
1: don't know. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> <just> really <laughs> that's, that's what, what
2: my I'm general point is. That surely it's better to believe in like the common good of people to govern themselves without the threat of going to heaven or hell or stuff. Surely it's better to, like, construct that for ourselves for its...
1: Yeah, for sure. But now we have it. It's easier saying that now that we have it. Back then they didn't have any any governing, no government, nothing. Yeah, it's not even
2: government, though. It's not...
1: Yeah, but, like, if you, if you do a bad thing, people are going to know about it. Right. Whereas back then, you know, you'd, really you'd walk in a desert, slit his throat and steal his gold. No no one knows about that. Okay. So that's what, not, that's what I brought up, the whole dream thing. Right. But yeah, obviously, people listening don't do that it's bad stuff. Disclaimer. <laughs> Jeez. It won't hold up in court. I listen to a podcast with fucking two cunts.
2: Yeah. Anyway, I started playing hockey... Um, when I was nine
1: Nice So what are your What's your Stereotypical thought Of someone that plays footy
2: Uh fuck with. Yeah You Pretty much mm.
1: But and, worse And why
2: <laughs> Um no that's not true I think Oh I think at it's higher level Surely it's got a bad Toxic mm. culture Of I think that's all athletes As well yeah. It's just like you yeah.
1: yeah I was even speaking to Jai About this the other day i we, like, idolise, like, LeBron or Kevin Durant and stuff. And then Kevin Durant, like, tweets music lyrics. <laughs> and then you see some of like, LeBron's Instagram captions. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. Maybe they're just fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Yeah. Well, what do you think? Do you know when there's... Something comes out where like oh this but per- this bloke's earning forty five million a year or every ten seconds Rinaldo makes three million and there's always a comment saying we should be paying doctors that or we should be paying brain surgeons this money mm. what do you think about that?
2: Um, well I guess that's the whole getting the it's just like it's the supply it's what they're worth, but uh, I mean yeah we could definitely use a re-evaluation of what's important. But, I mean, I think... But what? I actually got into the, this. is a uh, debate I had with Brooksy because his thing was like... The Fox Brooksy? Yeah. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> his thing was like, there's no value in sport. He's very much like... But he'll like... Yeah, so, and I was trying to... And he was kind of beating me, that argument. It's just like, how is it? Because there's a guy we, I think we liked. Have you heard of Noam Chomsky? No. He's just like, there's... um He's very critical of, like, the current state of democracy or whatever, um, and America in, in particular. And his thing is just, like, there's a lot of these things where it's, like, oh, like, building nationalism or whatever, but it's, like, it's, he calls it manufacturing consent, and, like, a big thing of that is sport. Like, if we can distract these people with sport, then they won't worry about how shit our, like, system of governance no, is yeah. and how fucking, like, how shit it is for the majority of people. So I think to a certain extent in that sense, sport is absolutely meaningless. But in the yeah. sense that I've spent 14 years and not once, not loved every second I've done this sport like that I do, it's like, oh, it's good for me because i whatever. But yeah, I mean, there's always a bigger fish.
1: Yeah, and I think playing sport and participating in the sport and being part of community and health is different to a 35-year-old supporting Richmond or Collingwood or one of those people where all they're thinking about during the week is yeah. Collingwood versus Richmond and then now they're happy for four days because <laughs> yeah. Richmond won. Yeah. And yeah. But and then you think about this, yeah, I guess the meaningless. Um, if it's making 200,000 people happy or when you go even bigger to the Lakers or fucking Liverpool, it's making like millions of people happy that they won that day is that better than someone fucking saving one life that it's going to change the whole week so as, on a bigger scale of humanity as ridiculous as it is it's it's it is reality sport is better than medicine <laughs> that chapter 4 it could it could be making people's lives better through lebron james being fucking good at basketball compared to someone saving someone's life um, and if it's not then they should start Putting big um, arenas around surgery and people celebrating, like, yes, <laughs> you didn't nick that artery. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, actually, like,
2: I think I've kind of come around on, <laughs> like, what I'm saying, that debate. I think it is kind of, it can, it seems to be a bit of a distracting force that we're looking at as a social thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause, like you said, there's way more people that care about whether Richmond won on Saturday than yeah. if like whatever injustice is injustices going on. Um, but there's—I don't know. There's a certain level of, um, I mean, not not all um, feeling like you're a group or like that kind of like the bad extent of it is a tribalism thing. Yeah, but there's some if we can do a productive thing of feeling. As part of something, then that's a good
1: thing. But those in need don't have the ability to have that privilege. Mm. The ones that are under a bridge due to, um, like, yeah, I guess government rules or society's, I guess, dark side. The ones that are, yeah, only worried about, fuck, is my, um, am I going to be able to feed my kids this week? Maybe maybe we're more blessed in Australia where it doesn't happen too much, but um yeah the people that that we have the privilege to look after instead of thinking about how can we look after these people we're worried about who Brisbane's yeah. playing this week. No, it's so a big that yeah. is a good distraction. So the ones that actually need the help don't have the privilege to go. Oh, I'm happy because yeah, Richmond are playing this week. But also you look at fucking videos in like Brazil and stuff how much joy soccer brings and sport brings to those people that are in that situation. So maybe that's not true either. Um, and even, yeah, maybe even in Australia too. Me um, personally, I like, I don't think I'm happier for it, but as I get older, I definitely do not care about sport as much as I used to.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty natural progression thing of just yeah. growing up. And But,
1: yeah, I think, like... Which is
2: annoying. yeah. Um, yeah, but like on that, yeah, I think it's, if you think about it that way, like it's absolutely a distraction if you compare like, cause that's the thing. It's, I think a lot of like, um, like political things or social things that, um, like we talk about like injustices, a lot of it is just out of, um, like pure ignorance and like yeah. in terms of, um ignorance as defined as just not knowing so like stuff like so like oh, i think it was my first year uni so like 18 months ago I like did like a subject a law subject and part of it was like reading the uluru statement have you heard of that no oh uh, it's like the voice department for indigenous people you probably would have seen that in the news anyway it's just this thing it's like that's just like it, we've got such a backwards it's such a pressing issue like it Indigenous settler relations in this country, yeah, and it's like out of kind of we did this. It's same as ever, like what all the uni stuff I've done. It's very like quick and broad, and you kind of get. Your, but like we get like yeah, you know, like a couple of lectures on it. It's like I'm just sitting there like if anyone, any reasonable person, I know, sat down and ex- like got this knowledge and this learning from this person ever, and then like every single one of them would go, yeah, of course that's got to pass. That's reasonable. That's yeah, we got to do that. And yeah, like that that specific. Injustice would be like okay, but instead it's just like everyone, but a lot of it's out of necessity. Everyone, like some people got to work 70 hours a week, so I haven't got time to worry about, yeah, like I haven't got time to worry about these other people because I got to feed my kids, kind of thing. So that's that's part of the whole problem, yeah. But when it gets to, yeah, like would it do more utility if 80,000 people watched a two hour lecture on this thing, and so we could pass a like bit of legislation that would make everything so much yeah, more yeah, just yeah. than watching two hours of people kicking a yeah. piece of leather
1: around. Or spending, yeah, you look at your, your time on your phone and you spend four hours a day on fucking Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Looking at, yeah, LeBron's fucking new car or, yeah, this Instagram models fucking fake tits.
2: Yeah. But also, in some respects, you have to be able to, you have to be able to blow off steam. And yeah. also, like, that's my thing is with, what we'll talk about bring it full circle The podcast is we'll talk <laughs> at the start is like the constantly taking the piss out of each other. Like I feel like if you can't take the piss out of yourself, like you're either like just annoying or you're miserable. Yeah. Like you have to, cause it's like, cause I was saying you think about the actual, the reality of our existence too long. It's just like, you have to be able to joke about stuff. Like and if you're depressed, you have to be able to joke about it Yeah. because you yeah. can't joke about it. And it's like, well, this is just it, yeah. And there's the nothing, yeah. yeah. And there's no relief whatsoever, yeah. So that's uh, that's a bit separate. But like, I've, I'm definitely
1: no, yeah. That's another thing that I that I constantly tussle with is like, if I have this, yeah, white privilege, am I meant to use it to be frustrated and fight for people that don't, or should I enjoy this life that I have? Um, so should I constantly be like angry at the system or should I go, okay, this is my life. I'm going to enjoy my life. And by me being a positive energy, that's going to be better than me trying to fight every single person I see because yeah, there's other people that aren't, um, at a level that I am or... No, I'm saying how, how many how many causes how yeah. many causes can you fight for?
2: Yeah, now you're getting to it. So I'm saying like there should absolutely be more focus on justice and what's right and what we're doing and but like you also you can't be constantly like this because that's like the nature of not only like we're talking about like wider existence but like especially like social issues. It's just like they're so easily solved, like why aren't they and it's like there's so many of them there's so many like issues and there's so much like unnecessary suffering. Yeah. So if you're just constantly on that, like that's what I'm saying. You need to have a bit of a, you need to be able to joke about it occasionally or something, but there shouldn't be like your first question, but you got to at the end. It's like, you should be able to fight for whatever you think is right, but don't do that to the extent of you lose your mind. You have to be able to, along the way, blow off steam by either joking about it or yeah. getting distracted for 20 minutes. Yeah. Otherwise, then because you just like not enough energy, you just end up. But I definitely think, um, yeah, there shouldn't be. And that's the that's what we're talking about. Coming back to the sport thing, is it how much of how much is it distracting from stuff that we can yeah you know, work on?
1: Well, I guess it goes back to like the hierarchy of needs. When someone like Leonardo DiCaprio is ranting and raving about global warming, which obviously is a pressing issue. And but I'm worried about paying the mortgage this week. Yeah, so it's all good for him to be uh, all my all my boxes are ticked. Now what can I worry about? Whereas I'm thinking, fuck. And I know, yeah, it might sound ridiculous to some people. Or that's that's not the worst problem to have. I'm worried about fucking my mum that's got cancer or yeah, yeah, my daughter that was yeah born with a with a disease or something like that. So it's everyone's fighting their own life and you can't like make people feel guilty of saying, Oh, give us, give me some of your attention. Give me some of your, your shit. Everyone's. Yeah. But like we said, best. we're
2: on the spectrum of uh, uh, like level of attention. You can give exactly. issues. We're on a pretty fucking comfortable level. Yeah. So exactly. We're more able to be condemned for not working on stuff because we're able to do it. We're, like, yeah. we're very lucky with where we're at. Yeah. Whereas someone that's like, like a, Second generation immigrant or something That is like trying to find their feet And they have to work non-stop And it's like Oh yeah They can't
1: So Mm. And us being I guess Privileged We still find that Life is still suffering (laughs) So like No matter what level You find yourself on Like billionaires Fucking blow their brains out Like No matter what you do There's There's the yin yin and yang in both So yeah
2: but that's also, like, how much of that conception of success is actually useful. Like, yeah. is, is being a billionaire, can you not, should you not be able to blow your brain? like, not defending his ability to blow his brains out, but, um, yeah, but that's definitely part of his perspective of, like, everyone has their own issues, you're never not going to have issues, but if you, like us, aren't,
1: but that's a good thing to realise. Okay, well, stop chasing. You're going to have these issues no matter what.
2: Yeah, but that's also the other part of when we're talking about like social issues. That shouldn't be like there's always going to be problems. No, 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 no. <laughs> but there's also stuff like um, there's you should. It's good to know what you can control, and that's the thing. Is like is this distracting or can I control? I think a lot of political things we can control a lot more of. We're just not. We don't care or we don't have time. Yeah, but other stuff like um my relationship ending or my friend's dying or that's the whole buddhist thing is like i can't con- like su- it's just yeah, i'm yeah, going to suffer yeah. so let's so it's good to know what you can and can't control yeah
1: so imagine being a fucking politician and sitting down and being like oh what are we going to what are we going to fix fucking this week good luck
2: yeah no nah, it seems um i don't know if it's the nature of it which draws the people to it that are like, you have to be like a narcissist and stuff. And it's not, it seems more about, um, it doesn't seem a whole lot about, like if you're a politician, it doesn't seem a whole lot about your policy. It just seems a lot about, um, whatever your, um,
1: ambition is or something. Yeah. It's, it just, like I said, you don't hate the fucking, don't hate the game. Don't hate the player, hate the game. And they're all just in a big fucking game. And, it's a pursuit of power and some you just gotta pick the pick the best of the the evil I guess because underlying like while any sane person you put down their um i guess the definition of a politician and for someone to pick that up it's like all right you get a, at best you'll earn three hundred grand a year you're a successful lawyer or you're a you're a very intelligent man. This for three hundred grand a year, you can be the prime minister of Australia. You got to work seventy hours a week, and no matter what you do, everyone's gonna fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a yeah, it's tough. Yeah, um, yeah, it is tough. So, yeah, like, what's the
1: what's the incentive other than power?
2: Yeah, so I'm saying, like, how much of the job is it? Yeah. that's bringing people in that. Um, but if like all you care about is like. A really important issue, then you have a very reasonable position on it, but it doesn't have like you don't have a political way to get that mm. across, then like you just shunned out or whatever. So it seems I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know, mate. Get the revolution happening.
1: That's it. Everyone join the
2: revolution. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Anything you got to say a in this fucking place up. Um, we just we've we've talked ourselves into a bloody a state of no. You can still remain optimistic. I yeah, think, I'm optimistic, mate. Yeah,
2: good. You got a bit pessimistic there.
1: You know, yeah, no. I just I just I just sometimes I just get I just get freaked out about how many people that are worse off than me, and I constantly every day go, oh shit, I'm I'm, I'm worried about becoming a writer or. <laughs> I just feel like There's just like There's such a bigger picture That I constantly Just like ignore And when I talk about it I'm just get I just get I don't know It's honestly um, Sometimes Overwhelming you feel guilty? Not guilty Just Just like I could be doing more And the, those hours wasted on the Like sitting on the couch Watching YouTube It's like Oh I should be doing this Or like I could be helping someone Or mm. Yeah there's poor people Living under a bridge right now That have a A two year old kid next to them And I'm sitting here Or and angry at myself because example, I watch too much YouTube, yeah. 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 yeah, stuff like that. But, like, fuck, what do you do? Nah,
2: well, I think that's the level of... I think, what do you do? You can you can do stuff. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm a hypocritical there because I don't... I'm the same as everyone else, so I don't do enough. But you can do stuff, but don't feel... Don't do the thing where it's like, oh, I shouldn't be depressed of, like, I've got my own house. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, y- your emotions have validity because you're feeling them and everyone has their own problems. But you shouldn't ignore the fact that, uh, like, whatever, yeah. I guess that's the, if you're crying out for, like, a mobilizing of people, you'd say, like, um, don't ignore that impulse to think, oh, people are worse off than me. Because, it, yeah, it's fair enough. They are worse off. yeah. But you shouldn't feel like I can't ever feel sad or in any way upset because then it's just like, well, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, true. And emotions across the board are the same. So whether you're sad about fucking dropping your ice cream or sad because you can't feed your child. Because <laughs> you dropped your ice cream. <laughs> then that's fine. They're both the same. Nah. But yeah, no, yeah, there's a big fucking wide word out there, and we're not going to solve any problems. Oh, uh, well, we might, but yeah, it, it is. It's just difficult, and life is so like there's just so many levels, and it's not black and white. There's like a fucking mm. f- fifty shades of grey. Shout out, good movie.
2: That's <laughs> that's what I like the um, like going to
1: uni and learning stuff, and I feel like that's part of the. Yeah, but then that goes back to what I was saying about. Um,
2: what do you think that makes the problem worse? You're learning more and you're learning...
1: No, no I think about um, yeah, this awakening or making more decisions conscious and learning more, it can also be, like, frightening and, and difficult to be like, oh, shit, this is... This yeah, but that's is good, I think. Yeah. yeah, true.
2: I think that's what we were talking about, is it's, I think it's good to be like, hang on, this isn't right. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like part of the... Like I said, a lot of the issues is just, like, people are... Um, well, everyone, you just like you don't know about it, mm. and or whether that's through choice or whatever, or you don't have the time, or and then that's why I like the learning, like learning things and gaining knowledge. It seems like half half the duty towards doing the right thing is yeah. knowing what's going on and trying yeah. to understand how the world works as best you can, and then and then you actually informed to make like good moral decisions. Yeah, because if you don't know, I think that's a lot of. When people are getting, when it seems like people are being disappointing, it's just like it is like the ignorance in terms of that. I don't know. Yeah. So, and also
1: people are so worried about their own. Yeah, their own stuff. And myself, like, yeah, like I said, financial strain and worrying about like, oh, when's the next yeah mortgage repayment or like, how am I going to um, can't go to the physio because I can't afford, I can't afford the eighty dollars for that fucking session and that seems oh poor me but then when you look at the bigger picture it's like oh that's that's your biggest issue yeah yeah you can't go to the physio yeah so it does it does just get like oh like where does it stop
2: yeah well i guess it's that's the thing that's hard it's and it's very human nature thing to you just assume everything's going to go how it's going Mm. um but like we are talking about like the climate change things it's like it's going to get to the threshold of People are worried about their mortgages, like this impending doom. Yeah. What point does it go? Oh, I've got to worry about a mortgage. Oh no, like my kids that have this house will be dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, like at what level does that? Yeah. So it's very we seem it seems um human nature to be uh get used to how things are going and lose like you stop you stop pushing or asking or Yeah.
1: And also, every time I get to, like, a, I guess a, a burrow of fucking and thoughts, I just realise, okay, this, this is where you need to just laugh. Yeah, and it might sound stupid because it's like, oh, well, don't laugh at these people that need help or whatever, but it's just, well, what the fuck else am I going to do? Gonna <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. So, yeah, fuck them.
2: Nah, but that's the joking thing is, I don't know. I feel like you should be able to um, joke about everything as long as it's, well, it has to be funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, in terms of that stuff, there shouldn't be like, yeah, like that, like if you, like the depression thing is, like I had a little bit last year in lockdown where I was like really struggling and I couldn't joke about it. Because I'm like that anyway, I like to joke about things. And if I can't joke about it, if I yeah. can't, like, take the piss out of it. It's like, I actually am miserable. Yeah. So then it's just like, what am I doing?
1: That's Ralph. It's all cops are here. But, yeah, the with with depression, I feel like if you can't joke about it, you're in it. And as you start to joke about yeah. it, you're, like, you're, you're bringing yourself out. And you still got to, obviously, have warranties of the emotions that you're feeling. And depression's knocking on, knocking on your door to tell you, like, oh, something's not right. So you have to listen, but you also have to be like, okay, I'm not going to take it too serious, and this isn't the mask that I'm stuck with. So you can laugh at it and then, yeah, get through it. But, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the balance of um, trying to do the right thing and then also, like, yeah, yeah, it's like balance of doing the right thing and then, But you just don't... I just feel like there's more ways you can lose if you take your life too seriously. Exactly, Like, it just gets too hard. I know. (laughs) Because, like, you have to be able to take the piss out of yourself and your own, like, life and what's going on. Yeah. You have to.
1: And it is, like... It is just temporary. Yeah. No matter what feeling you have, no matter what position you're in, no matter fucking, yeah, financial strain, it is temporary and you can just... Move towards a better emotion or a better situation, and for that time being, you might have to like grit your teeth and get through it. But you will get through it. Hmm. I need to grit my teeth right now. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: conversation's shit.
1: <laughs> no, nah, it actually is. Some it does get overwhelming. Just um, because now nah, sometimes I yeah I do feel guilty because. There's times where I, th- yeah, I think like, oh shit, why am I an electrician when I want to be a writer? It's so frustrating having to go to work and yeah, pay for this and and then yeah, you have those conversations where it's like, fuck, that's your that's your issue. But at the same time, like that is my issue, yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah. And that's mine, and I'm owning it and I'm dealing with that. And if I can get to a position where I'm in a profession where I'm passionate about, that might generate income and. Make me in a position where I can help others. Where right now I feel like... It's like, yeah, if you're I'm drowning next to someone else that's drowning, I'm, I can't help you. But if I can, yeah, learn how to fucking swim and get to the shore or even yeah, to learn how to swim, then I can help you. Yeah. So at the moment I'm trying to learn how to swim and that's what they say. Until you're 30, don't worry about all these issues. Yeah. Like find yourself and, yeah build a foundation and then go from there. And that's that's what I have to keep telling myself to be like, okay, just, yeah, focus on your journey right now and then maybe if things go well, you can help others.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, what I'm – yeah, with that, with the – like the joking and the comedy thing is while you are learning to swim or you go going to a job you hate, yeah, yeah, yeah. be able to – like joke about the fact that yeah, you hate yeah. your job or the fact that you're struggling. Which yeah, is, and I mean, in, it makes the swim easier.
1: Yeah, and enjoy that, enjoy that struggle because that's your motivation to be like to get where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be times where you've got everything you want, which I guess at the moment, like I could say I've got everything I wanted in a previous time. But get once you, yeah, you have everything, want, you're going to be? Oh, why? Why don't I have that drive anymore? I got no motivation to do what I need to do because I've got everything I want right now and you're going to be like oh fuck I wish I, I wish I had that drive I had when I was younger when I was struggling so yeah also enjoy that
2: yeah, well that yeah, well this is going back to the everything is meditation, mate. <laughs> it's like the being present thing, because cause that whole thing it's such a bad way to just like constantly looking at goals. I feel like it's good to do it if it's productive, but yeah. don't live like I like that. Well, I think we talked about this is like the oh, I'm going to go work in the mines for two years and yeah, get exactly. some money together, yeah. and like I'll work ADL weeks and have yeah. two weeks on, two weeks off. It's like. What's this? it's just like you're just looking at those two years, like getting some money. Like, what yeah. is that? Like, you should, yeah, just always just try and and such a hard thing that like it's the meditation, balance, is the yeah. furthest way. But like even everything, like when you're driving to training and you're running late, and you're like, oh, like i everything is about that, and it's just like just be, just be like present in what's going on. Yeah, it's so hard to do though without. It's so hard to not think about what you're doing at that moment.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because like the whole Eckhart Tolle thing, it's like, oh, the power of now. But I need to get through now for a better then. Yeah. So what I'm meant to do, like, okay, the power of now comes, I just want to go for a walk. But then tomorrow I'm going to have nowhere to sleep because I've got no house. Yeah. So there's just like this constant pursuit of, I guess, Western versus Eastern philosophy But fuck They gotta pay mortgages too So I don't know what the fuck They're going on (laughs) (laughs) No, they all rent (laughs) Well still they're gonna pay their rent (laughs) Same fucking shit these days Landlord dogs I wouldn't know mate Yeah me either But no, Pay 400 bucks a week For a room in bloody Northcote Who's doing that? Everyone In Northcote? Northcote yeah, they are. They actually are huh. expensive, mate. So if you want to buy a house in Northgate? Easily rentable. Uh. Anyway, let's light the join up. Got any good jokes for me?
2: Oh, okay. We're doing the joke part. Um, I've got to go too,
1: but it's a bit like. See you then.
2: That's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I've. It's a bit. I can. Do the best I can. I'm not sure I would translate to a podcast. It's a little bit visual. But All right, let's see how it. we go. I got a vlog. <laughs> yeah, we'll will uh, boomerang it later. Yep. So three mates, and they <laughs> every time I tell it, it changes a little bit. So I just need to get the general theme. Three mates, they go camping. Okay, it's in, like, let's just say it's in, like, Nullarbor or something. In the middle of nowhere, outback Australia, camping. Um, for, Andrew,
1: those, for those in America, what's the Nullarbor?
2: Isn't it between, like, Adelaide and Perth? Like, isn't it there? Yeah. It's just, like, a just big expanse of nothing.
1: No, it might be Adelaide and Darwin, isn't it? It's all that, I reckon. All of it. Just <laughs> just a vibe. <laughs>
2: Anyway, what you need to know is there's three guys that go camping, three mates go camping, and they go for like a trek during the day. Yep. In like the desert. Come across a lantern. Lantern? Yeah. They rub it, obviously. Jenny comes out. Jenny's like, boys, how are you going? It's not three wishes each, it's one wish each. You know the drill. Give us your wishes. First guy goes, right, I want... A house in every country in the world, so I can always travel. I've got a nice house everywhere. It'll be sick. So it's gonna be great. It's good. That's He's good like, I can make that happen. No worries. Off he goes. He does that.
1: How does Can I? Can I pry? Sure. How did the genie do that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's a.
1: Supernatural entity What do you mean he's magic Well but did he have to Go through real estate Because <laughs> it, it was the house For sale Or it is the person That owned it. Did he build a new house Or did the per- The house that he bought Was that for sale
2: They were either on the market Or if not He bought He built them Okay that's the If he
1: built them Would they be rural
2: <laughs> <laughs> No Because he's magic If there's Someone living in a house That the guy wants He can just make them move without them knowing Ooh. all right it's a bit scary so he's off he's got his house he's gone that's his wish yep. second guy is he's like what do you want what do you want me to do for you and he says i want to be like irresistibly attracted attract attractive to yep. women so like i just every girl in the world i got pick up a bunch that's what i want that's Bit shallow, but that's his desire, so it's fine. No no judgment here, mate. So Jenny's like, I can do that, mate. Done. So he's off. You
1: saying Jeannie or Jenny?
2: Jeannie. Jeannie. Is it not Jeannie? Jeannie. Jeannie. Yeah. You're saying Jeannie? Jeannie Bus.
1: Jeannie Bus. The owner of the Lakers. Hot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The second guy could have a
1: Could nice.
2: Third guy. Jenny's like, all right, so they've got those two wishes. you got one more. What would you like? And he's like, you know, like those car dealerships, they have those wacky waving arm things. And the genie's like, yeah, what's that got to do with it? He's like, I just want arms like that. And the genie's like, okay, click, guy disappears, back home, whatever. He's done. Year later, the three guys decide to go to the same camping spot. Okay, so they meet up again. I was oh, let's go walk out and, and see if we can find that lantern again. Yeah, see, a bit of a laugh. So they go walk out to the lantern. Um, they rub it. Jenny comes out. He's like, boys, how are you going? Can't give you another wish. You've already got your wish. So, how's it all going? You got a question?
1: Yeah, I did, but it's not good.
2: So he turns the first guy, he's like, how's it going, mate? How are the house is? you enjoying is everything you wanted? And the guy's like, yeah, it's awesome, mate. I've got a house everywhere, I've been travelling this whole time, I've seen everything, like, it's so amazing to do yeah, that. Yeah, but he's
1: still got to pay for the travel, <laughs> flights and stuff.
2: Alright, anyway,
1: he turns to the second
2: guy, he's like, mate, how's it going? And he's like, oh, it's awesome, I've had like, that much sex, like, every girl, they're so beautiful. It's is he nice.
1: only attractive to women?
2: Whatever his orientation is, oh. he's just the man. Nice. So he's like, yeah, it's great. I'm having a good time. And then he gets to the third guy, the genie's like, how are you going, mate? How's your wish going? And his arms are just flying in the air, but he says, this is fucking shit. <laughs>
1: That's it. That's pretty that's all right.
0: Yeah.
2: I like it because it goes it's the whole joke Is it's just I'm wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz you with those jokes you think something else That's like you going to turn the corner. Yeah, and, no, that's actually a good And point. it relates back to another one. And it's so if you get the right delivery, which I don't, but jeez. No, nah, no, nah, it is funny.
1: I'm sure no one would be listening But this time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> If they are, they would have fucking pissed
2: themselves. Oh mate, that two and a half hours is worth it. There's a crash on the ring road.
1: Someone listened to the <laughs> joke. <laughs> Alright, well may as well fuck off and get something to eat, eh? Oh you're not gonna tell one. I haven't got one. You didn't you didn't get a joke? No. No. You haven't listened for like ten weeks, I haven't ten episodes You haven't more. told jokes. No, we stopped doing that. We You stopped me. caring. <laughs> I just stopped thinking of ones that were funny. Oh, I do have, uh, every joke I've got is completely politically incorrect.
2: That's fine. All right. Right. mine was pointless. Yours can be inappropriate, and then we can we can leave.
1: No, I can't say
2: it. Ours oh, it actually that bad. Yep. Okay, that's fine. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>